Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Tom James. Tom. <laughs> It's fucking sweltering here in the dirty south. How is it up in the grand old apple? That's fucking baked. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, welcome, to, welcome to Silver and Gold episode fo-fo. Uh, we are doing a cage double feature this week. Uh, that is a Lou Ferrigno, Reb Brown team up. Oof. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> A uh, slow, a, a bit of a slow special cage fighter, fighting against his will, kind of, somewhat, maybe. Um, I'm the loaf with me, the James, this week. J- James is filling in for Zom. Zom is uh, uh, roasting himself, getting skin cancer at the uh, at glorious <laughs> Myrtle Beach. Um, yeah, so uh, James has been so kind to fill in this week, and um, he chose the movies, so... We'll uh, get into those soon, uh, sir. You've never been on the show before, so if you'd like to let people know, all of our 58 listeners, uh, where you're coming from, what you do, all your various shows to plug. I know you have about 16 or so now. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of weird. It's, I've become as known as the prolific uh, podcaster, <laughs> you know. Out of three shows, two of which I co-created, so nice. I guess that's how I'm going to keep adding. Like, oh, I want to do a Doctor Who one next. But <laughs> yeah, right now Criterion Cast is like the main one, but also Cine Awesome, which is as equal. And now with my girlfriend, The Hopeful Romantics, which we just put up our newest episode this morning. So uh, Cine Awesome is kind of we kind of do the same thing. Cine Awesome started a, little, a, a few months before us. Um, yeah, then we went on a sabbatical for a bit because Rufus was uh, going to grad grad school. So right, right. So you know, they, they, they that's more the, important. <laughs> they do the themed double feature um, when when they record. Are you guys back to regular schedule now? Or yeah, what what we do is um, you to make it easier for once, just, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like we we record. Like to be honest, the last time we recorded was maybe a month ago. Okay, but we recorded like seven, eight episodes. In that day, <laughs> I bet by the time you get to seven and eight, you're probably just like, "Fuck this movie." Well, well and now it's it's weird because the way Rufus has to pinpoint the episodes, we'll make references to <laughs> older episodes that have not even come out yet. So we were doing like Candyman, but we didn't put it out yet. So we were going like, "Hell!" But nobody's gonna get that if they didn't hear the Candyman episode. But we're like, maybe we should. Stop doing weird uh, thing. I like fuck it. Whatever eh, time whatever. traveling. 
Um, so yeah, the um, well, how's your uh, week been? We could do that. If anything interesting happened to you this week, we like to throw that in there too. Ah, uh, interesting. I mean, besides the heat wave, oh, the heat wave. Uh, you know, the usual uh, New York weirdos like seeing guys, you know, just <laughs> sitting there <laughs> shitting themselves. <laughs> it's fun. It's New York City. What do you, what do you expect? I miss it. I miss it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been hot as shit here. Um, I um, didn't, I don't know. I watched more movies this week than normal. I actually got a day off, so uh, I squeezed a bit in uh, more so than usual. And uh, we've started to... Uh, I guess, quote unquote, sneak into the theater after close and do some. Uh, we watch Blu rays and stuff. There's a theater with a Blu ray player in it. So it's pretty cool getting to watch some of these movies that I've never seen on a big screen on a big screen. Granted, it's not like a 35 print, but whatever. So, but uh, what have you been watching lately? Well, what I've been watching um, besides finally getting into Deadwood, which. Okay. Deadwood's mm-hmm. one I can never get into. I, I I started that and I watched a couple episodes and something didn't click with me. I, I should probably revisit it at some point. Definitely, yeah, if, if you can. I mean, I, it was so put on a pedestal by my two co-hosts from Criterion Cast for the last year and a half. Like, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. And finally, my birthday just passed. I got an Amazon gift card. Deadwood on Blu-ray was on sale. So I said, oh. whoa gonna buy it if it i said if it sucks i'm gonna have your heads (laughs) and no to be honest like you know it it hooked me in and ended up watching almost the first full season which is about 12 episodes in like less than a week oh wow yeah i i just got hooked i mean once you get to me once you get to like episode four and the shit's really hitting the fan and then when powers booth comes in (laughs) I had a, you know, it's funny and and it's probably, it wasn't fair that I quit so early on it, but I had a similar experience with the wire, um, Mm -hmm. which is one of the greatest shows ever. But the first couple episodes, it can be kind of overwhelming because there's a lot of like cop lingo. There's a lot of, a lot of character names that just get thrown at you over and over and over again. It's the same kind of thing. It was like, I could have easily given up on that episode, on that show after two or three episodes, just because it was hard for me to keep up with. That wasn't the case with Deadwood. There was something else that didn't click with me, but it's the same kind of thing. We're giving it up, giving up early. So, yeah, I mean, to me, Deadwood is one of those shows where it's a character actor's haven. Okay. You get all these great, like Ian McShane alone was like, I'm like, wow, you have the most beautiful way of using the word cocksucker. <laughs> you know, like I just like will like count them and then I lose track because the way he just and then when he's talking to the other guy, uh, Wu, the Chinese, the China man that has the pigs that eat uh, unmentionable people that they need to get rid of. <laughs> all he knows, the only English he knows is cocksucker. And them going back, what? What do you mean by cocksucker? 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 And and it's the what it, was played. I forgot his the actor's name, but he's the guy who plays the crime boss in Crank, uh. the one that. I, well, yeah, but but I mean, you know, he's a prolific you know character actor. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, why does he look so familiar? All right, from that Jason Statham film. So Statham, Statham, but. Yeah, I, I'd say give it a shot. I mean, right now, I don't know if, you, if you're like me. Do you have cable at I all? Do, I do not. Okay, I don't either. Uh, my parents have cable, and they have HBO. So I said, hey, 
let me get your information so I can get HBO Go on my TV. Nice. And like, whatever, we don't care. So now I can actually <laughs> finally watch The Wire and Game of Thrones, which everyone tells me, watch. Oh, you haven't seen The Wire. No, no. See, that's the thing. The Wire is another show that I'm like such a pedestal, and I love The Shield so much. Okay. And I've heard comparisons, but I, of course I've heard The Wire is above it. I'm like, well, I figure that because it's HBO, they can get away with more, but... Michael Chiklis in tight jeans. I don't know if I get past that. <laughs> they don't. They don't get away. With, they don't even. They don't try to get away a lot with the wire. A lot. A lot of the reason why that would be an adult program is because of the themes, as, as opposed to like showing a lot of nudity or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Actually, to be honest, the Shield had much more nudity than I remember. <laughs> not not actual nips nips or anything, but you, you get to see a lot of ass and you shit. Get, you get to see Dominic what's his name in a threesome at one point that was pretty funny really Dominic West oh <laughs> he, wow. I think he, he, I think I don't know it was it was fun it was kind of a sting operation but he looked like he was enjoying himself so <laughs> well let me ask you is he is he really good on the show Dominic yeah, West yeah yeah he's really good I he's he's I don't know I mean I'm 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 usually a bad judge of it uh, but he was actually – I didn't know he was Scottish or whatever because The Wire was the first thing I had seen him in or mm. British or whatever. He, what, you know, he's, he's got a U.K. accent um, normally, which I didn't even realize from watching this. He's, I mean, he's really good in The Wire. I mean, like he – they follow him mainly, but there's, a, there's an arc of his. It kind of – he kind of is not as as a main a central character in the middle seasons. He's kind of like at the beginning and the end of the show. Um, I mean, he's in every season, but it doesn't focus on him as much as the in the middle of the series. So. Yeah, I always worry because everything else I've seen him in, he's always pretty bad. No, I like, like I, I liked him a lot. I mean, you know, Punisher Warzone. I like him in his jigsaw because he's ridiculous in that. <laughs> I'm jigsaw. Like okay, he, he you have okay the worst the, Brooklyn accent. <laughs> he was okay in the um, the what was the Neil Marshall one with the oh um, centurion? centurion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was. He's alright. He was not in it for super long, but yeah, he's um, pretty bad. At, uh, John Carter also. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what, what else have you been watching? Um, well, another movie I watched. Um, it was the first time for my partner in crime, Danielle, was Twelve Angry Men. Oh, cool. uh, it's one of my favorite films of all time. Like I will, uh, it's a film that I jokingly say: if aliens ever came down and wanted to know how humans act, watch Twelve Angry Men and see the negatives, and then ultimately the positives that can come about with conversation. And Sidney Lumet's first film, you know, Henry Fonda being just amazing, and Lee J. Cobb looking like he has to take a shit the whole movie. That's how angry he <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I, I think I mentioned this a week, uh, a few months ago. I watched the TV movie, the made for oh, TV version. Oh, the Freakin' version. one, right? The Freakin' one, yeah. It's it's William Friedkin. And it has uh, it has George C. Scott in it, and Gandolfini, Tony Danza, Jack Lemmon is in it. Um, and it was pretty good too. And it's funny. I was watching it, and it was like, as I'm watching it, I'm, I was I was going between. I don't know if I've even seen the original one, or I can't remember if I even liked the original one. And then mm-hmm. I, I um, realized I was like, oh wait, the, the original one was pretty fantastic. As I watched it, I had I remembered I remembered the original more. I was like, oh, I, I did like that after all. So, but the if you've never seen the TV movie, it's pre- it's it's pretty good too. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and I that's actually it's weird because when I was watching it, I was like, wow, yeah, the TV movie. I remember watching it when it came out. I was mm-hmm. like 
17 years old. And I was amazed by that one too. And uh, I jokingly was like, because William Friedkin just joined Twitter a couple <laughs> of weeks back. So I jokingly said, man, I wish there was a great edition of you know, his 12 Angry Men. And I put his name and he replied back, Oh, I would love to do a commentary. I love doing that movie. And then he That's added cool. me on Twitter. I'm like, nice. oh, God, William Friedkin. So I'm keeping that email because I'm a dork. <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually him too, which is, he's actually really cool on Twitter. He'll answer questions. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, I know. He's a director. You know, he's probably, actually, I think he's going to turn 80 next year. Wow, 30. And he's, he's still He's born working. in 35. Okay, he's 35. So, okay, so he's like 76, 77. Yeah, so he's getting close. He, um, yeah, I, I was reading this week about um, Alan was talking to me about it, but I I, wa- I can get into it when I talk about the movie a little bit. But w- I watched French Connection and about uh, so I've, I read a review of it saying he apparently he lost his mind sometime in the eighties and that <laughs> like he recolored French Connection because he wanted to look like a, a post colored black and white film or something. And yeah. it's funny, I had not seen the original the original cut of it in so long. Uh, when I watched it the other night, I didn't really even notice that it was different. But apparently there's a lot more blues and like pastel-looking colors in it that a lot of people hate, including the cinematographer. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what I said, uh, what was it, Walter Hill for The Warriors when he re-put it out. That with comic book stuff. Comic book shit. <laughs> I, I didn't like that, only because with that film, you know, it's a, it's a New York film. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, mm-hmm. just kind of... I, I made sure never to buy that edition. I had to scour around looking for that the old DVD that has the original version. I don't know. I mean, it's their film. I guess it's it's the yeah. Lucas effect. He yeah. gets to do whatever he wants to do with his films. You know, yeah. Whatever. Well, what yeah. can you do? Yeah, I, I didn't know. To be honest, with French Connection, I didn't notice it either. Yeah. Much so, it's kind of like with the Matrix. I know the Wachowskis changed the first film to look more like the other two, mm. like greener. You know, which right, right. I have, I have noticed that though because I have the old DVD and the newer one. It's like, oh, it's a little bit noticeable, but but if you're watching it for the first time, you won't. Yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna care. You know, but yeah. uh, the next film was a theater visit, uh, and I know you watched it, which yeah. is uh, Prometheus, and I liked it. Yeah, a lot. Me too. I actually, the more I think about it, the more I've had lots of arguments with people already, but very civil arguments. You know, I have to say mm-hmm. nobody's. Like you're an idiot for liking it. Yeah, it's I mean, one- it's it's a it's a movie. Now it's one of those things with sci-fi in particular, and you get it with comic books and stuff like that. People are always going to complain. They're always going to nitpick, especially science stuff, because it's a, it's people that go to see a science fiction film are typically smarter, kind of more. You know, I mean, they're they're more interested in that science side of things, so they're going to be more prone to looking for details and stuff like that. I think. Right. Whereas I. I mean, I can watch that. I can I can be down with that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I just watch a movie. Just and if it's fun, it's fucking fun. Uh, boring is the is the number one sin of a movie, and it wasn't boring at all. So, yeah, I mean, it it was a good ride. I mean, some of the characters, I I won't deny there are lots of horrible plot elements. Like there's holes in this film that are drastic, and I don't. I don't want to ruin it for people, but an actor playing an older self wasn't needed. Well, it was I, but but I understand it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, well, it, it took, that part took me out because it was after a great uh, cesarean scene. Right. Well, I think the the older thing. I think the reason the reason they do that is they're going to use 
right. they're going to use him as younger him. Yeah, well, they already they've already had a video like a okay. viral video that went okay. out, which was pretty cool. I mean, that's why I was like kind of upset about it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, is that? And I had a, you know what I mean? It was one of those things. Like, I mean, the makeup at points looked great, and at some points looked kind of yeah, yeah, bad, <laughs> like liver spots. You know, it's yeah, like, uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, there's a lot to it, and it's it's a film that I'm still thinking about more than a week later. And I, I can't I, say I, I really like how that. they've yeah, I know what you mean. I, I like how they've kind of explained how like they, they've uh, that that might be a spoiler. I'll I'll, I'll, t- yeah. I'll talk to you about it when we're not recording. Okay, is it, is it? All I'm going to say for people that will hear this and go, "Wait, what?" Is is it the scene later on when a certain person speaks in a different language? Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm oh, thinking of something that's else. been explained actually too. Oh, okay, but okay. I can talk to you about that later. Yeah, okay. it's it kind of let me down a bit, but it's still kind of funny. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's a film I'm still going to talk with um, my co-hosts at uh, Criterion Cast, but. The funny thing is the three of us liked it, so we're trying to find someone who actually hates it. <laughs> so we don't so we don't just sound like fanboys or Harry right, Knowles, right, right. you know. Because he likes everything that comes out. But <laughs> you know, but l- luckily, like I said, after seeing John Carter, I was kind of scared because I'm like, please don't be boring. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um other than that, let's see. Okay. Um recently received that thirty for thirty yes. box set. Yeah, the Blu ray box set and I'll be honest. I'm not a sports fan anymore. Okay. Like I can watch it, and I'll know what's going on. I know, you know, I know what's up with sports, you know. But I just don't get into it as much as I did, like in '90s, mm-hmm. like you know, when I was going crazy for the Rangers, the Knicks, and uh, how many times the Knicks would fuck up. <laughs> I was always pissed. You know what I mean? But but I was still a fan. The Yankees, growing up, I was always a Yankees fan, no matter what. The bad, the good. You know, right? It, like I always get yelled at by my cousins because they're Mets fans. But I'm like, look, <laughs> I understand we're a hundred million dollar team. So is your fucking team. So, <laughs> over it, you know, they're just not a very good hundred million dollar yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so watching, I'm like, you know, I've watched a few of them, but I'm like, let me just start watching a few random ones. So I watched King's Ransom. Oh, that's is, the very first one. Yeah, and I I hadn't seen that one, and it's it's a good one. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not it's not mind blowing, but reliving that time period when I remember him being traded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, what are they going to do? And then I like, I, I actually like how he's very, um, you know, kind of, kind of okay with it. Yeah. Zom and I talked okay about this. It. I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but the, uh, Zom went on a little Gretzky rant. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, what's funny. <laughs> I think without thinking about that, but knowing he had watched it, I'm a Gretzky fan still, but I understand where he's coming from too. Like yeah. people were very gentle with him. I right. will, I will agree with that. <laughs> like nobody ever wanted to punch him or anything. It was right. weird, but it's a good one. I yeah. watched that. I watched Small Potatoes, Who Killed the USFL. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And I haven't seen that one. Once, once again, Donald Trump looks like a jackass. Oof. Even in that, like, like it's just funny that he's just kind of a dick in present day footage like him just going ah i'm not going to talk about that i'm going to leave it's like really like but i love that they have it on camera so you look like a jackass for good so whatever fuck you trump you you went bankrupt five times or whatever how are you a good (laughs) businessman and then i i I ended up the last 30 for 30 i watched was 
uh, the rewatch of June 17th, 1994. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Because I love that it's no narrative. It's just piecing together that time when all this crazy shit was going on. Like, I remember O.J. Simpson. and But just seeing, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, Bob Costas talking, like, are we on yet? Like, are we, you know, like, like yeah. and, the, and the woman's, like, doing his makeup. And he's just kind of like, okay, okay, we're going to cut back in. Like, are we on now? Like, I like that behind-the-scenes stuff. And O.J. Simpson, I, I, it actually made me want to read that crap book he wrote and didn't want to put out, I, If I Did It. Oh, the one, wow. uh, If I Did Kill Them. And then he stopped. But then the Goldman family, I didn't know this, the Goldman family got it forcefully put out. Wow. But then they kind of blacked out the if part. So it says, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I want to, but I don't want to buy it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where do I want to pay for that shit? You could, you could probably find like an EPUB of it on a torrent somewhere. Yeah, I'm, you know, or if I go to like one of the the nice bookstores that are left in New York City, like Strand, I'll give them money. Oh, like yeah, find somebody that's find somebody that's selling it used. Yeah, definitely. That, that way, they're getting the money, not the publisher. Exactly. No, trust me. Working for um, Borders for two years, I know how that is. So, <laughs> ripping, ripping, like, I, you know, I don't care now because the company's gone. But when we'd have to throw out paperback, like trade paperbacks and like just little paperback novels, mm-hmm. I would keep tons of them. Wow. So I'm like, I'm not throwing these out. Why did you but have to throw, them, throw out? them out? Because the publishers, once they're done, like they don't care. They don't want to take them back. Mm-hmm. They've already made the money. And one that's so you'd have to rip the covers off. That's why the covers on the inside have a UPC barcode oh. of the little paperbacks. So you'd send them stacks of those and throw out boxes of these other ones. So I ultimately was just like, well, I'm not throwing these out. I used to do so, that with with expired potato chips at a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. When I worked at Blockbuster, they did it with ice cream and stuff, and I I take a bag home. I'm like, yeah. I don't care if it's a little old, whatever, yeah, whatever. It tastes okay. <laughs> uh, but um, let's see. The last two films. Um, one was another uh, theater watch. I on Monday morning with um, Danielle, we went to see Lola Versus, which is the new. We, you know, when I've heard romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but unlike other romantic comedies, so we we covered it this week. Um, not going to talk much about it, but the controversy surrounding it was it didn't do well in theaters, and the filmmakers blamed uh, male critics that didn't get the film. Whoa! Like, oh, you have a penis, so you don't know what a how women act and and shit. <sighs> so. What I love about my girlfriend, she's like, well, I take that as a challenge. Like, I want to see it. I'm, and she's like, what What happens if I don't like it? I'm like, well, you're going to grow a penis then. <laughs> Instantly. Yeah, just like, bam. Boom. Yeah, like, <laughs> just like on my, on my fucking shoulder. But yeah, we watched it. We recorded over an hour worth of gripes uh, <laughs> nice. and other various things. So that's up now. Uh, but the last thing, I wanted a palate cleanser after... After um, watching a lot of documentaries and, and the Cage films. But I continued, I don't know why, I continued a sports theme. So I watched on HBO Go um, a little Van Damage with Sudden Death. Nice. At the, you know, I, I was worried. It's a little too long, but yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun film. The fight with the, the penguin mascot is hysterical. <laughs> uh, 
Powers Booth again. I, like, I, I've had a lot of themes in Powers Booth looking all <laughs> smooth with his jet black hair. He kind of, it's weird, because when I was growing up, I don't know if I was the only person, but I would always mix up Powers Booth and Stacy Keach. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, I mean. Like, they kind of look like brothers in a weird way, but I know Stacy Keach has a brother named James Keach. Who's okay. active. So it's weird, and I don't. I think Powers Booth looks more like Stacy Keach than James Keach. <laughs> Because they were in, um, I don't know if you ever seen that Western, um, The Long Riders with all the brothers. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I was I was trying to fit work in a way to use that on our show, um, mm-hmm. and the reason I had cut it out was because the um, who was the dad that was I think uh, um, Kurt uh, Kurt Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, is he? Was he? In, I think he was supposed to be in it, but his scene was cut. So, because I was trying to find a movie that had fathers and sons in it at the same time. Oh, it might have been. It might have been Lloyd Bridges. Maybe, that, maybe that's what it was. Dad. Yeah, because I'm. I'm trying to think of the brothers. It was the Bridges. It was the Carradines. It was the. Yeah, it was the Carradines, the Keeches, and some. There were two other brothers, and I can't remember who they were. Yeah, but I was, I was trying to find movies with fathers and sons in the same movie. Hmm. And okay. um, whoever it was, this that movie's just full of people. But the dad in it was that Keith Carradine. Maybe his Keith Carradine scene was cut out. Somebody's it, scene, whoever the dad is that had, takes that's in it. Uh, he might have been John Carradine then. He might have. Oh, sorry, not Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was old. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's funny too talking about Carradine and Booth yeah, and John all these other people. Carrad- it was John Carradine. John Carradine. Yeah, he, Scenes he deleted. Yeah, he was. Ooh. He would do anything at that time. So that was actually probably a step up from doing Dracula again. Oof. Well, yeah, that guy God should have died 20 st- years before. Stagecoach. Well, yeah, I know. I, when we covered that on Criterion Cast, I'm like, oh, man, it's Carradine when he was fucking young. <laughs> what a concept when he was actually acting in good movies. Ugh, I feel bad for that guy. But, <laughs> but, that, but that's about it besides um, looking through my HBO Go. I'm not going to talk about uh, Ricky Gervais show besides it's funny. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched, a, and you, you reminded me of this right when we started, I watched The Grey. I, I red boxed it, um, and it was it was pretty fantastic. I watched it before work, and uh, I immediately went to work. I was like, you guys got to see The Grey. Everybody's like, you th- I thought it was stupid. Or like, I, I heard it was stupid or whatever, and I was like, no, don't listen to these idiots. It was good. So uh, it was pretty fucking good. So uh, the plane crash was pretty awesome. and um, Yeah, I felt so stressed from that after the movie i'm like oh god i don't want to go on a plane again the fucking upside down part made me totally you know that feeling like when you walk up like to the edge of a build a building and it feels like your stomach kind of turns over yep. uh same kind of thing where <laughs> that that when his head was like you could see the ground above his head it was just like i had that feeling like whoa like i'd just gone over a hill too quick it was pretty good um but yeah i like that it's a real fucking gritty movie but um it was it was uh it was fun so did you did you end up watching it till the very very end? Uh, I don't like know. after the credits. I didn't watch the no shit. I didn't watch after oh. the credits. Um, there's something after. That's all. So okay, I'll see if I can. I'll, I'll track. You could probably find it. There, yeah, there, yeah. There's someone that has it up. Um, I watched uh, Hobo with a Shotgun again, but I watched the commentary with uh, with Howard oh, and, Eisner and Eisner, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's 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 funny. I watched two commentaries this week and. This one was this one's good because this is what I like in a commentary when they talk about being on the set. Um, they talk about you know production stuff. You know, it's not just like this other one I watched. It was with 
the Total Recall commentary with Arnold oh, and uh, and Verhoeven and Verhoeven. I thought so when I started it. I, I was. I think both of us. I watched it with another guy, and I watched this on the big screen at work. Nice. <laughs> and, um, I think we both went in thinking it was just going to be mostly Arnold, just because we've seen clips of it where he's like, "Ah, this is when blah blah blah." Look at he fires his gun, and it was it's so, it's so bad. But Verhoeven does the same fucking thing. I know, I know. Where he just like he just keeps going on and on, and like, and this is the part of the story when blah blah blah, and this is what I wanted, and like. I really wanted him to say, you know, like it was interesting when he talks about, oh, this tunnel was only 30 meters long. So we had to film it over and over again in the same stretch of tunnel or, you know, Ironside was like this. So that that's the kind of stuff I wanted to hear. And both of them were just so fucking boring. <laughs> so I know it's it's weird. Yeah. Schwarzenegger commentaries. People are like, oh, it's like the Conan one is great. All he does is just like, I love swords. You know, it's like you could tell he's smoking a cigar while doing it too, <laughs> making gay jokes about Richard Simmons with John Milius. I mean, uh, and John Milius is always like, you know, oh, so I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, but the Total Recall one was a very big uh, disappointment. Yeah, it was. And I, I was thinking it was going to be good, like bad, good, but it was just bad, bad. So, <laughs> uh, but the hobo with the shotgun one was good. I, I like that commentary. So. Um, I like the film too, by the way. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're you're in that camp. <laughs> I'm in your camp. I, I, it was a stressful episode because I, I, I love Zom, but I'm like, <laughs> oh man, he didn't like this. Ah, oh, shit. Still hates it. Okay. He, he's, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's turned around on Drive some. At dri- first at Drive, he was just like, yeah, it was pretty good, and now he's watched the shit like eight times. So, <laughs> you just, know what? I'd rather him like Drive more than Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, I watched the 30 for 30. I watched the second one, the uh, band that wouldn't die, about the Baltimore Colts band that kept they kept together and kept playing even after the Colts were sold suddenly in 84. Mm. Uh, it was okay. I, I'm not the biggest football fan, so the, fo- the football ones I think are going to be a little harder for me to get through because I don't have as much... I don't have as much connection to them. I, was, I, I guess I watched a little football when I was younger. I don't really watch it at all now. Um, just never really been a sport that clicked with me outside of playing like Tecmo Super Bowl and Nintendo, which the fucking yes. zigzag was great. And there's a, if anybody is a Tecmo Super Bowl fan, look for the crazy Tecmo Super Bowl run, uh, video on YouTube. A guy takes, I think Bo Jackson and runs up and down the field like four times, never getting tackled. It's fucking hysterical. So, um, I, uh, rewatched two movies that are probably in my all time favorites list. Like, uh, they're both on Netflix since, and I watched Lost in Translation. Um, I, I still, I, I've heard people since then be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's just bored rich people. I saw whatever movie she does and that kind of thing. Um, and it's been a while since I'd seen it, so I was kind of nervous going back. It's like, what if I feel like that too? Fucking burn it. But no, I still, I still liked it. Still got teared up during the karaoke scene. It's all the same parts, still got me. So. Um, I still like it a lot. And the the biggest strength of this movie for me is the is Bill Murray. He's just fucking. Yeah. He's so just likable in the movie. He's so good. Like, I, and I feel like it's just him. Like, it's just himself. He's not. That's probably he probably is like he is in real life. So, um, and the other one was uh was uh Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, Love that movie. Fucking. Uh, I, I post it kills me our, every time on our group. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman is my favorite Hollywood writer. I, I I've not of, of the things that I've seen that he has written. I love them all. 
Um, I've not seen a lot of his TV work. I have seen the, the Get a Life ep- episodes that I he did, <laughs> which are pretty good. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm just a big fan, and him working with Gondry just worked so well. Um, I like Michelle Gondry's like I like his his aesthetic. I don't always like his writing. Um, I, he did he did kind of I think he was probably the story of this. I think he, that was his thing was he kind of came up with the idea of it and uh, Kaufman worked on this part of the story and the, then the screenplay. But like with, um, with Gondry doing the science of sleep, for instance, it's a beautiful movie, but goddamn was it boring? It put, you know, yes, it is. And, I know. I agree with that. Yeah. Be kind. Rewind is like, meh. yeah, be kind. Rewind's another one. There's some really excellent parts in it. And then it just doesn't like it falls flat. Ultimately, there's just some something that doesn't work. And I just feel like he's a better he's a better director than he is a writer. And I just wish he would work with different writers instead of writing his own stuff. But anyway, Kaufman. I mean, you know, like I said, the the stuff that I've seen of his, I just love. And and I'm I'm glad that he's directing his own movie again too. So he 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 directed Synecdoche, New York, which I love too. Yeah. Um. But and I th- he's directing a new one called Frank or Francis, which. Oh yeah, about internet anger, I think culture. A Holly- it's, like it's just big- a satire of Hollywood set to music. So where nice. where a film director feuds with a blogger, and it's got Nicholas yeah, Cage, there we go. Steve Carell, <laughs> Nicholas Cage again. Wow, yeah. Cage might be in a good movie again. Yeah, awesome. Oh, Paul Rubens <laughs> is going to be in it. So anyway, um, back to my list. Um, I watched on the big screen The Shining. Nice. Um, I saw it with a couple people that had never seen it, so that was pretty cool. And one guy that had seen it, but just not for a long time. So and he he reacts well. Um, I showed him Videodrome the week before, and every time James would re- would reach into his <laughs> belly, he'd be like, "Oh God, no, no! What are you doing?" Vagina this, belly, <laughs> yeah, into, into his stomach vag. And this uh, so this time this time whenever the little girls, he's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> whenever the little girls were on the screen, he's like, "Oh my God!" And there's a there's a another girl that works at the theater watching it. She's 17, and mm. she would and she had not seen it. But every time that he would do that, she'd be like, haven't you seen this before? <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> so he was the one freaking out. He's like 25. So um, it was fun. Out of youngins. Um, I watched Prometheus. Uh, we talked about that. Very good. Um, I watched Alien Resurrection, which is actually I'd never seen before. I thought I had. Mm. Um, I bought the quadrilogy on Blu-ray. Um, and I'm as I started watching this, I'm like, you know what? I've never seen this before. Um, again, another director that I... I appreciate the aesthetic of a lot. Um, I'm blanking on his oh, last name. Genet? Yeah, Jean Paul, Jean, Jean something Genet. Uh, you know, Amelie and all that stuff. I love Amelie. Yeah. But this was, this was good. I, I, you know, I, I, and I posted this on the Facebook group too. I, I was concerned going in for this one because all I've heard is that it was just going to be a train wreck, but it wasn't. I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, fine. it's yeah. not at all. I mean, there's bad parts to it, but yeah, I mean, luckily they cut out the, um, the human hybrid alien, like it had a dick and a vagina. Oh wow! <laughs> and he did no. They did. If you look carefully, you could see the digital, like they digitally that, altered. Because even Janae said, "Yes, that was a little too French." Was that was that the was that when she like when they go in the lab and they see all the like test tube type type things? No, like the no, actually not not those. The, oh, it's the, the living one. Al- yeah, that one walk. No, like the alien one walking around like to mama. Uh, that thing, white wow. thing. It was yeah, I. I'm glad that was taken out, but, but Josh Whedon wrote it too. So did he? Okay. The um, I, I guess the the part that bothered me the most. Well, I and I talked about this with with uh, James McDonald. He uh, Winona Ryder's 
pretty, oh, pretty not she's awful she's just not a very good actress I, I i think she's cute and everything and i like the movie i like some of the movies she's been in but her as herself eh, she doesn't really you know she doesn't bring a lot to the table yeah i mean um, she, like you said she's cute i mean i wouldn't she, mind sleeping with her well, but all right and and then yeah. um the Sigourney Weaver playing basketball was a little weird too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did. be it all like ripped. But but you know what, Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. I don't care what people say. I I, I still thought she was hot. Oh yeah yeah no no she was right? she was. Oh. But they could have had they could have had her doing something else to show that she was now like I know like super strength or whatever. Not not like awkward middle aged white lady playing basketball. Yeah. No, you're right. It's it's kind of like in Teen Wolf. Why why would a werewolf be good at basketball? <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> oh, I love it, but why? <laughs> uh, yeah, why would it, he could be like track and field or something exactly. or boxing? Oh wait, they did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Miller's Crossing. I revisited that. Uh, I bought a uh, Cohen Brothers kind of repackaged Blu-ray set. Um, where, you know, it's like, it was, uh, it's Miller's Crossing, Fargo, which is why I now have two copies of Fargo that I'm giving away on the Facebook, I'm giving one away on the Facebook group. Um, uh, Miller's Crossing, Fargo, uh, Blood Simple on Blu-ray, which is pretty awesome. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. And, uh, Raising Arizona on Blu-ray, which I didn't have either, so. That's a good four-pack, actually. But this is, uh, apparently it's just, you know, ones that they kept having to lower the price of, and finally they just reboxed it in this really ugly box set. It's like oh, from the oh, mines. With the brain? The, uh, pfft, yeah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Did you throw it out right away? Oh, yeah, it's gone, totally. The, um, but yeah, and the, the, the packaging of the inside has nothing to do with the outside box. It's totally repackaged. And one of them, okay, so you know when you, pee, when you unwrap a Blu-ray or a DVD, sometimes you get that little like plastic strip along the spine that it's stuck where it doesn't peel off all the way? Yep. One of them fucking had that on it still, or somebody had unwrapped it wow. and shoved it in it. Anyway, it was on sale for like 20 bucks at Best Buy for all four. So um, I picked that up. And Five bucks each. That's a steal right there. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you're on the Facebook group, draw us an illustration um, uh, if you want to try to win Fargo. That's all it takes. Do a little Photoshop. Do something silly. I don't care. I'm just going to pick one that I like, and you're going to get Fargo for free. Um, so yeah, Miller's Crossing is pretty spectacular. Um Cohen's, it's hard for them to do wrong, and I've, t- I've said that multiple times on the show. And wrong in my eyes. They have gone way wrong in one film in particular with the which, Lady Which killer. one? Oh, Lady, Lady Killers? Killers yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I like Elements, but it's, yeah. I, and I haven't seen, that's the only Cohen Brothers movie I've ever turned off and not revisited. But mm. the um, I have not seen Intolerable Cruelty, so. That one, I, I think we'll be covering that one day on The Hope for Romantic, because it is a... Okay. Uh, Romantic comedy. It's all right. It's, it's all right. but you know what it is? It's lesser Cohen's. Those yeah. two films are like I'll, I'll skip over. Okay. Um. So yeah, Miller's Crossing. Uh. I uh, watched the French Connection on Blu-ray. Um. Awesome. The um. And I I, t- I was talking with Alan and uh, James before we started recording, but the uh. This is the uh, the recolored, but this is the recolored recolored edition. Um. I didn't even realize that was a thing. It had been so long since I'd seen this movie on DVD that I did not realize that Friedkin had taken the Blu-ray release and kind of recolored it to be more like pastel colored. There's a lot of like harsher blues and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't even realize it because it had been so long. And this is like the second Blu-ray release. The first one has kind of an orangish color. Yeah. The, the cover. And this one has just a close-up of, of Hackman. Um, and it's like it has Friedkin's autograph on the front. Um, so, or signature, sorry. The, um, 
I love this movie. I mean, this is this is one I've seen a few times. So the uh, it still looks good on blue. I, I, I don't. I'm okay with the color thing. Um, maybe if I go back and watch the original, I know the the cinematographer had a issue with Friedkin recoloring it like he did, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's still it's still the French Connection, so. It still looks pretty fucking good. And uh, the last thing I watched uh, yesterday uh, before going to work was Sunshine, the Danny Boyle. Oh. And uh, I'd never seen this one. This is a this was a blind buy on Big Lots a long, long time ago. And uh, this was it was really good. Um, I could probably do without the horror aspect of it. I wish it had gone a different way at, in the last third. Yeah, it becomes a slasher film. Yeah, but it. It, it was okay. Um, yeah. The movie was. I, I still like the movie a lot. Um, the yeah, the the horror part of it. It is what it is. I, I wish that they completely left that out though, and and just found a different way to make them be having trouble on their mission to the sun. So, so that was it. Um, cool. Let's. Uh, we're gonna take a break and come back, and we're gonna obviously do them in chronological order. We're going to do our review of Cage. Yeah, the plot. The Cage <laughs> from 1989. We will be right back. Are you serious, podcast? Bestofalove.com. Linoleum knife. 35 millimeter hero. Chinstroke versus Pencil. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Girls on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Glee Cast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Hello, gentle listeners. I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. From break with the coffee. It's only making it hotter in this fucking room, putting this boiling liquid down my fat face. <sighs> All right, Cage. This is uh, from uh, 1989. You're still there, buddy, aren't you? I- I'm here. All right. The <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Um, this is uh, directed by Lang Elliott, the famous Lang Elliott. Of you might Dorf know in the first games of Mount Olympus. <laughs> you might know him from Cage Two. Um, <laughs> Dorf on Dorf, Dorf on Golf, Dorf on Dorf. Jesus, I remember this. Wow, that's a that's a, that's a new film. Dorf on Dorf. <laughs> fucking what was that guy's name? Tim Conway. What a fucking yeah. jerk. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, actually, he did a movie in 1980 called The Private Eyes, starring Tim Conway and Don Knotts. Oh, Ooh. no. To watch that one. Dorf on Golf has fucking Vincent Schia- Schiavelli. Schiavelli. Oh, that yes. is a creepy looking dude. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine was, that was his, uh, was it a girl or a guy? I don't remember, but it, whatever <laughs> the person was. I don't remember the friend, but I remember the story of that was their uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. I'd hate to sit on his lap. He's probably the nicest guy in the world, too. He was, actually, yeah. He was a chef, too. Oh, wow. Bet, <laughs> Italian? <laughs> um, yeah. Very- <laughs> oh, a he, he died in 2005. Shit. Yeah. He, he was not right. very old, either. He was only 57. All right, Cage, back on track. Um, this is starring Lou Ferrigno. This is the Incredible Hulk Lou Ferrigno. Uh, Red Brown and a bunch of other people that I didn't recognize. Um, so the, uh, the synopsis... The reason I just played bullet in the head. Uh, a GI in Vietnam saves his buddy's life, but in the process is shot in the head. Now, was that buddy Reb Brown, by the way? Yes, that okay. was Reb Brown. Okay. The injury results in brain damage to the point where he basically has a child's brain in a very large man's body. Uh, <laughs> when they get out of the army, the two open up a bar together. Okay. I'd, I mean, really, did he really have any part in, <laughs> in opening that bar? He yeah, just no, kind of Billy. That's a nice building. Yeah. The... <laughs> But some of the but some local gangsters make things tough for them after they refuse to take part in brutal cage matches where fighters battle to the point of serious injury and or death. Nothing like an and or in a synopsis. So these are uh, J- both uh, James picks. So um, I will uh, d- d- move to you here for at the beginning. I'd like to hear where you came, maybe came across these or why you chose them. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that well, sounded bad. That sounded bad. <laughs> it wasn't. I, 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 you know, these, these are these are fun. Things. Um, yeah. Uh, when you when you had asked, oh, you know, you want to pick some films? For some reason, the first things I thought of were the Cage films because <laughs> I had watched them again recently. You know, thought they were enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, I remember watching these on, I believe it was in in New York City, WPIX, which was Channel Eleven. Nice. Uh, they would play, you know, like, but it was cut. So, like, I would watch all these films at seven, eight, nine years old and not know actually how violent they were or the <laughs> cursing or titties, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but so I had watched them repeatedly. Whenever they would come on, I'm like, yeah, Hulk with the screaming guy. That happened with, uh, that actually happened with The Shining. Another guy that watched it, he's like, mm. I realized tonight I've never seen. The real version. The real version. I've only ever seen this on TV because I did not realize there was so much language and nudity in it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, or or some films you'll watch and you'll be like, wait, what music is that? Oh, that's the original music. I remember yeah. shit music. You know, like, like Return of the Living Dead, Wayne's World, they would change. Ugh. But, yeah. But what, what was funny about this was about a year and a half ago, there's this uh, internet reviewer, uh, Spoonie, mm-hmm. and he did a whole month of Red Brown <laughs> reviews and he did it was called reverberary <laughs> yeah I, I was like this is perfect let me watch and the two of the cage films were featured and i'm like oh i remember these and it brought back and i was like i need to find this on dvd and yeah the the dvd for cage i got is you know fucking barking bin you know special features audio english right, oh thanks right. now but yeah. the uh red brown <laughs> he's a football guy. He, I mean, I guess he's a decent action star. He's definitely more. He's definitely better, like face in the 
B straight to video action oh, movies. He's your than Ferrigno, yeah. So it was like you know, you know, your um, which was pretty fun. I saw that on on fucking Turner Classics, I think. Nice. Um, Howling Turn- two. Your, oh, your sister Sturm- is a werewolf. Yeah, Sturmer werewolf bitch. <laughs> um, Uncommon Valor with Gene Hagman. He's come up a couple times. Um, so the sword and the sor- sorcerer, I think, is a pretty pretty famous one that he's in. And he was Captain America in the TV movies mm-hmm. too. So. Oh, and Richard Lynch, he died this week. So, um, so he um, now by the second movie, they've kind of lost focus on him. I wish they stayed with him longer. I'll just say that about both of Me these. Too. So anyway, go ahead. No, I agree 100. percent Like I went into this thinking it was more about Red Brown, and the first one has more of a focus, but the second one we'll get into. Yeah, but it's it was one of those things where I'm like, wow, did and I think Zom said it before the episode ended when you were saying what films and what they were about. I, I, I agree. I don't know if, if Lou Ferrigno was supposed to be mentally handicapped because he's deaf <laughs> and the way he speaks, but he's a smart guy in real, like in real life. He's not dumb. Right, he's, right. Just a, he's just a monster, and he's a specimen in both these films, of course. But I'm like, is that why? Like, he's a, the gentle giant, as they like to call him. Like, oh, look, look. But then he'll like rip your freaking throat out. And I kind of and, and that's I kind of like films like that where, oh, this guy looks so nice. Oh wait, he can break my neck in te- seven seconds. Like what what he does with the one gangster when he's like, I'll kill you. It's like whoa, Tony Bacalo, Bacala, whatever the hell his name. Is. <laughs> but I, I I you know watching it again, I was like, wow, this this film is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. You know, late eighties action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, illegal cage fighting, and I was blown away because the villain is played by uh, Mr. Takagi himself from Die Hard. Yeah, the um, James Shigeta. Yeah. James Shigeta, and there's also in the second one, what is the dude's name that's been in fucking like every, like he was like every. If you needed a bad guy, Asian guy that knew martial arts, he was it. He has a little like Fu Manchu goatee, always bald on the top with but long like oh. mullet in the back. Oh, you talk. It's actually the first one, Tiger Joe, played by Al Young. Wait, that was that's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <really>? <laughs> the <laughs> oh, first okay. one has all the, the the meat of it, but yeah, Al Young, who, who was also in Die Hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was like if he if eats he, the candy bar. <laughs> if you needed an action, if you needed a, a, an Asian guy, holy shit! You're right. He was in the first one. God, I totally forgot. He's yeah, if you lot. needed a, if you needed an Asian guy to, and it's funny how well he speaks when you actually hear yeah. him, because you know he usually doesn't speak English at all in his movies, but you know he's going to come out and do some martial arts and probably get shot or something. Yeah, he's Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. He's badass in that. And <laughs> <laughs> doesn't speak English though. So. No. <laughs> it's true though. You're right. Like, but he totally has like a California accent when he actually finally talks. So. He's on um he's on Facebook. I actually he added me oh, as cool. a friend. He's a cool guy. He hasn't acted in years, but he's still a monster. Like you, you, you could tell he trains. So I'm like, why didn't oh, he, wow. why doesn't he do more movies? Like he he has, he always had a great look. And you're right. He there'd was always be, that like, oh that guy. There would be a market for him now with all with the like kind of retro thing that's been going on ever for the last de- decade. Mm-hmm. Um, if he. I mean, like you know, like a Tarantino or somebody like that could definitely use him as for as like a. I know Tarantino doesn't touch on the '80s very much, but. Uh, you know, something like that where somebody could use him and be like, oh, God, I remember that guy. It would totally, it would totally work, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's, you know, at first we think he's another criminal. but Right, right. You know, he, I always love that he's always the one. Like, to give it a quick explanation, there's a, a female, like, you're not sure if she's a cop 
like or or you know what I mean or is yeah. she a a journalist like but she's taking pictures but she's the most unconvincing man ever she wears this fucking blue outfit at the one time now I don't know if you remember back when uh before you had like nice cable and everything when you'd use an antenna or whatever there were certain mm-hmm. colors that it would hit on a TV that would make the TV hum or buzz yep that suit was that fucking color. That my TV would have gone like bzzz when that <laughs> when that color was on the screen. I, I'm because, and what reminded me of that? Um, I hooked up a Sega Genesis recently with the old with an old RF adapter, and there's certain parts in Sonic the Hedgehog, like when certain things are shown on the screen, like text, it'll just like bzzz, it'll like buzz. So that suit was a buzz on an old TV. <laughs> yeah, kids today don't appreciate what we had to go through growing <laughs> up. What Sorry, kids, we had TVs that had dials on them. Oh God. <laughs> Had, we had to go to a certain time. Like, where are we? Uh, yeah, there we go. I only had eleven channels until I was like, <laughs> until I was like eleven, twelve years old. We didn't yeah. even have cable. Well, no, I take that back. We did get a box uh, mm. when I was maybe like ten that had uh, thirty-six channels on it. Oh wow! And when I first started, MTV was channel eighteen, but then they moved it to channel forty, and it was just out of reach. <laughs> Because I remember that day that happened. I'm like, no. And then when we finally got nicer cable when I was like 13, that's when I got into Motley Crue and everything because I saw like <laughs> same old situation video on MTV. <laughs> it had been years since I'd seen MTV. So, But yeah, like it's – yeah, I know. How did we get off on that? Okay, anyway. I, I don't know. <laughs> Al Young. <laughs> and, and no, no, that's what it was, the woman's uh, outfit. But yeah, like, she, like I said, she's so unconvincing, but that's kind of, <laughs> to me, the funny part of it. And then – you have while that's going on. You also have this, like it. It is a pure like cinematic gold scene when the one bar scene when that Mexican gang comes in. <laughs> hey, Vato, there's give no us way some that dude was Mexican. Tequila. Oh no, that that guy. Um, Br- I think his name. Yeah, Branscom Branscom Richmond. He was from. <laughs> he's Native American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, but he, he's the, he's from. I remember him from Renegade. For years, he was his he, partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, guy. But he, was he always Scorpion plays. King, yeah. Oh, we need a tan guy. <laughs> uh, you're Mexican this time. Okay, put some uh, uh, bandanas on me. He's not. He's he's not a very good Mexican. I'll say that. No, um, he's not. But, the, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, the way the way this is said, I did read it in the synopsis. But the um, you get a you get a nice Vietnam scene right at the beginning. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see the first person like action in it like this is pre doom pre you know those first person video games so i was surprised to see like a gun toting around with the camera being the person's eyes um you got a little bit of that that was pretty kind of cool but you get an idea really early on how strong ferigna really is when he picks this dude up straight up off like he doesn't even i don't even know if he bends his legs he just there's a guy that he's rescuing he bends over and lifts the dude up onto his shoulder now it looked like it looked like a real person. The weight of it looked like uh, like it was a dummy because he just fucking. I th- it was almost even one handed. He just deadlifts <laughs> this dude right up onto his shoulder. The guy gives no help whatsoever. No. And but yeah, and then of course he's such a monster that uh, you get this if you if you watch any clips at all of this, you'll see Frigno's like Red Brown is getting ready to get left behind. Um, the reason I didn't remember it was him because he's wearing a helmet. It's kind of hard to see his face, but um. Red, uh, Red Brown is getting ready to get left by the helicopter. He jumps up and Ferrigno's holding onto his arm, so there he's like hanging out that 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 old bit, you know. Like I think I've seen that in like eight eight hundred Vietnam movies, but yep. holding on to him with one hand, and then he gets shot in the head. 
Um, <laughs> wow, which, yeah, like straight into the fucking temple. It looked kind of it looked kind of funny. I know it wasn't supposed to be, but it looked kind of funny with the way the blood started like oozing out. But this guy's such a fucking monster that he still carries a dude a dude one armed hanging out of an helicopter out of a helicopter after taking a bullet to the brain. So I, you know, it's it's one of those scenes where because the old VHS box shows the Vietnam thing, like mm-hmm. the two of them and him doing the fireman's carry. To the one dude yeah and you know if you saw that if you went to like you know the video store back in the day and you took the little coin off the hook to go get that movie <laughs> we, bring, we had you know that i worked at a video store that had those but we we had boxes for the shells but then we had the hooks yeah. the the coins on the hook were for the porn room oh, oh okay okay so you, i was used to the other way around yeah, that's but. where we saw edward penis hands and <laughs> and geranial park <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Edward Peterson, the Clockwork Orgy was one of my favorites. <laughs> a good one, actually. Uh, it's all women, so nice. Uh, Alex, but you know, so <laughs> what's funny about that is you're right. He's such a badass. It reminded me recently why I love Tropic Thunder so much. <laughs> how it like survive, right? Right. <laughs> and he's just holding on for dear life. And it does. If this Rip is a blind rental, there. Hey. if this is a blind rental, you would think it was just like maybe a dude called the Cage or something. And because the right. the cover is all Vietnam and it just says the Cage, like it doesn't give. Maybe I mean obviously if you read the back of the box, it probably explained that it's about cage fighting. But um, well, well, yeah, two years before, um, Red Brown is in one of my favorite. Oh, the strike, I'll say strike, strike commando. commando. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That movie one. is amazing. That's a good one. Really bad. <laughs> but like he's, I, I have to say he's in a lot of Vietnam, you know, war films like Red Brown because you know he look, you know, he's a big tough guy. You said you know he's a footballer mm-hmm. who looks like he could handle himself, and he likes to scream. <laughs> that's his thing. Like wow. Hang on, hang on. Uh, the scream I played at the beginning. We'll talk about this more in the second one because that's where it really takes place. Everybody knows this scream though. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> I don't think that's his scream. No, it's uh, not. But, but uh, it just made me think of it. But yeah. I mean, you you've watched Mr. Science Theater three thousand, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Space Mutiny was my fa- one of my favorite episodes where he's in space and he's there's one point he has a little helmet on. He's screaming on this like motorbike and he's like screaming like yeah and then right before anything it's going slow and he just like hops off of it and walks away it's like that was the best take you could get but luckily this film doesn't really have this film has a few boom mics that i noticed Mm -hmm. throughout Mm -hmm. like just like oh let me get closer oh wait wait like a black exploitation film but i i don't know there's something about this film it's it's bad you know i'm not gonna deny that it's bad like I'm not saying, oh yeah, this is a great film. No, it's not. But Lou Ferrigno, I can say I watch a Lou Ferrigno film where he's playing, you know, mentally handicapped guy who loves wrestling. <laughs> he likes wrestling, but not fighting. Now, am I an I, asshole for finding it humorous that while he's in a coma, that guys come in, they like leave a medal under his hand, and one guy like picks up his hand to give him like a high five, <laughs> high five, yeah, like yeah. And they're it's playing this weird music. It's like a you're three minutes in, you know, it's a sign of quality filmmaking when three minutes in you already have a musical montage. <laughs> yeah, it's but see, I'm glad this. See, that's the problem with this one compared to, or the second one compared to this one. This has a montage. They get rid of it right away. And then in the second one, there's, there's one part I'll say. There's a, there should have been a montage, and there's not. <laughs> training yeah. montage. This one's like a weird training montage of him getting back on his feet. But yet he's still a monster. Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't know how long he's 
under in a coma or how long he's training for, he still looks like he's he benches seven hundred <laughs> pounds a day. I assume it's into the eighties. I mean, it, it, he's probably okay. out for a while. But and that's the thing. This movie's eight, in nineteen eighty nine. Let's think about this. The Vietnam. It can't, it can't be current day. Vietnam was largely <laughs> over by like what seventy three, seventy four. Yeah, yeah, finally, and people were still stationed there. You know, <laughs> laughter, but no, it was there was no way. So let's say ten years passed, <laughs> and he still looked like the same guys, but. I'll give them ten years. So it's supposed. It's, I think it's supposed to be early eighties. Maybe we'll do a Bruno Mattei double feature next week. Definitely should that. See, Bruno <laughs> Mattei is one of those directors that actually, yeah. There's a guy online, a cinema snob, who does a Bruno Mattei show, nice. and he talks about Bruno Mattei movies, good and bad. A lot game. of bad ones. In the Which final one? days of the Vietnam War, someone is killing off the officers of the elite Cobra Force. Two undercover MPs are assigned to the case. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Claudio Fragasso is in it. Uh, anyway, go back. Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> sidetracked. No, it's okay. No, um, what I love is the training and then takes him out. And, I mean, I kind of feel bad for Scott, Rob, Red Brown's character, because he has to now be this guy's handler. Yeah, and, uh, it, I mean, he becomes his friend. Like, they live together and everything. He, like, he kind of owes him his, his life. life. So <laughs> he's like, he right. probably, he's like, I can't really, like, send him to a place because he kind of saved my life and he still remembers my name so i can't just dump him off on the street yeah, i i know <laughs> bye scott but all no, right I, put your yo-yo away <laughs> that's like the kind of relationship cream. they have like ice cream I have some um but but i mean look i i feel bad but luckily lou Ferrigno really isn't mentally handicapped it's like if i was making fun of quirky you know <laughs> that's a little who, different well i used to help at borders I think he got married. I, I think so. Well, he might have gotten married, but I don't know. If recently, I think he was still living with his mom because oh, he would come to my borders with a certain amount of money that his mom gave him. Oh, no. To buy books. No, I, and he's the nicest guy, but he would ask the weirdest questions. He's got to be like 50-something now. He's old. Like He he looks like he's in his 60s. Imagine, you know, imagine this movie with Corky and stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, sadly, I can't imagine that, but I think it would only be like 10 minutes. He'd die in the first fight. It wouldn't like, have, it would have been a movie over. As soon as he's shot in the head, it's done. Wait, what? What kind of movie yeah, like, is this? <laughs> Red Brown would be the beating hero. But, but I love that, you know, like you, you said in the synopsis, they opened a bar together. I never felt that in this film until I read that and then the second film, or actually the end of this one. I'm not going to say you know yet what happens, but mm-hmm. we finally see something. But he has this like old lady who it seems like you know she was she was probably attract very attractive when she was younger. Mimi, Mimi, and her character just there to say, "You're my friend, Scott Monroe. Thank you for taking me in when times were tough." So showing that Scott is just the nicest guy in the world. He's protecting his friend Billy, who saved his life, who's retarded now. He has this Mimi woman <laughs> who he's helping, you know, who was probably a drug drug addicted, you know, hooker. I, I I gave this film like all these backstories because that's how like bizarre it is. And then you have these gangsters who uh Tony and Mario. And Mario I love because he, he he's an actor I've seen in tons of things. And he's he's a gangster with a heart of gold. Like he feels bad about right, right. you know, and he and he like there's there's some things I, I have <laughs> quoted because <laughs> later on when they uh take Lou Frigno without him uh realizing. But 
I I love that you know they have this bar, and but yet they can't afford. It's one of those things. It's almost like a save the rec center thing. Like up. Oh, you got ten, you got till next week to pay that ten thousand dollars for your insurance. I got to go murder somebody with my bare hands to pay for the bar. <laughs> the, lady, you know? the, the lady in the very night in the, well, oh. very nice eighties business suit that shows up at the burnt out remains of the bar wearing heels, <laughs> being a total cunt. <laughs> that's exactly what a bank would be, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the most realistic bank I've ever seen. It's like I don't give a fuck that you lost your family. <laughs> You're you're gonna have to pay. Who the fuck is Mimi? She's just some crack whore. Fuck you. Give me my money. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I love they want you know when the scene I was talking about earlier, the stereotypical uh, quote unquote Mexican gang, <laughs> with one guy that had the most beautiful hair that kept like throwing it around, like, hey man, <laughs> and you had uh, you know Native American Diablo. His Diablo's accent made me think of Scott Hall doing his yes. bad guy. <laughs> yes, which then, of course, you know the story of how he got that gimmick, right? I heard it. Uh, I've been listening to Conan recently. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's one of Did the most you, offensive uh, things. Have you been listening to Conan? I've been the downloading Con- them. I haven't okay. caught, caught he, up he, he goes into that because it's uh, Kurt Hennig helped him come up with that. Kurt, he was saying that Kurt Hennig helped come up with mm. the, the bad guy thing. What, what, were you, what, were you, what have you heard? Well, I've heard what Scott Hall has said where he went to Vince McMahon and, you know, Vince McMahon's like, well, you got to come up with a gimmick. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to be the bad guy. Vince uh, wanted to be Rumble. something else. Well, Vince McMahon does not know of any movie that's come out ever, <laughs> like, unless it's from the 50s, because he gave him Scarface. And he, he thought it was the most original thing he's ever fucking heard of. <laughs> and, and he went with it. And... Come on, the razor blades. Even as a kid, I'm like, isn't that he's a coke guy? Like I knew that. <laughs> he, like, had, he had razor blades on his ass. That was pretty right. cool. Though. Yeah, he did the razor's edge. It's a coke habit gimmick, you nice. know. Like, but I love it. And Vince, like Vince McMahon, when whatever that one guy was a pirate, uh, Paul <laughs> Virgil, <laughs> right. and it was really popular. He was really popular. Like he was a popular gimmick because of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like who cares about pirates? <laughs> like, he was thinking of friggin' the Seahawk. Errol Flynn, like, it hasn't been popular since the 40s. <laughs> Vince, get the fuck out of your <laughs> band habits. I don't know. But, the, but, but again, it's, again, it's another thing. It's just the most offensive, like, hey, man, I want some tequila. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cheech Marin mixed with Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the look so of bad. Razor then, with the accent of Cheech. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey man, pussy. <laughs> I was talking about the fucking uh, the. I was talking about the fucking weed van this week at work, because we, <laughs> we were talking about hemp, and he's like, man, yeah, they used hemp in World War II. The guy was telling me everything they used hemp for. It's like they used it on boats, and I was like, did they make vans out of it? Too? <laughs> 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 fucking movie. Ah, oh, so good. See, Cheech and Chong ahead of the curve, <laughs> but but yeah, like it, it's so it's such a bad scene, but I love it's 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 a scene when you're like. Okay, let's see some kickassery from from our two main guys. Finally, mm-hmm. and Red Brown is just wants to, he wants to serve the guys. That's all he wants. Just get the fuck out, you know. And then the brawl begins. But but I love like this Mexican gang doesn't even care that these two guys look like um, bodybuilders. You know, you have a right. you have find a one guy slow. <laughs> he's playing a video game, Master Blaster. Master Blaster, he's very good. Which that was not Master Master Blaster is actually no. a, a real game, but that was not yeah, Master Blaster. <laughs> but it the, um, he got eight hundred and six hundred in it. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Must be awesome. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, 
Now, th- th- I guess if anything, this movie's probably like a you know we did a not quite Die Hard. This is kind of like a not quite blood sport in a way, but because yeah. uh, they you know they set up this invincible. Well, they set up the unstoppable Chang, and I've seen that guy before, but he's kind of like the Bolo Young character because he doesn't really talk and he's just like this guy that everybody's afraid of. And these two guys from Texas, they they I guess they're from Texas. They say they're oil guys. Um, they. They keep throwing guys at him, and and he keeps killing their their fighters in these cage matches. So they're kind of on the prowl for a new fighter because they're in a lot of debt and they're in trouble. Um, and they're fucking, you know, to be as desperate as they are, they're fucking jerks, you know? Right? <laughs> you think they'd be a little told, yeah. cooler about it, like be a little more convincing and not just like fucking kidnap people and beat up people and shit. I know. I mean, it's funny. The guy who plays Chang, he, that's, he's a wrestler, Tiger Chung Lee. He okay. was in WWE or WWF back in the eighties, and you know AWA back in the seventies. Okay, yeah, he, had, he, he was prolific. Little, he has this little tight little mullet thing, kind of um, like um, Haku. Yeah, yeah, he's got a Haku, Haku mullet. They talk about Haku on Conan's show too. Nice. I know he's like the nicest guy, but he's a legitimate like tough Badass. guy. Like he'll just tell like. They're talking about. They were talking about how a, a rib that somebody would do is when guys fall asleep, they'll try to shave each other's eyebrows off. And yeah. there was a new guy that had fallen asleep, and somebody was getting ready to shave his eyebrows off, and uh, Haku's just sitting there. He's like, "Don't do that, man. That's messed up." And the guy's like, "Oh, oh, sorry." Like he's instantly done. <laughs> that's aw- see, that's awesome. I mean, I love the the see Haku is you know a gentle giant, but yeah. not not slow. You know, he's instead an intelligent guy who I think he owns like. Like a bunch of um, used car sale, like used car lots, and in, in like Hawaii or something. I've heard, <laughs> really, at least in the past, something like that. Like, he, like he's put his money. Like he was one of the smart old school wrestlers who saved the money. Tonga not drank it all. Tonga Fifita is his name. Yeah, he. They they also talked about Barbarian because they're they're they knew each other beforehand. Barbarians from Tonga also. And uh, and they talk about how nice he is. He actually is from this area. He lives in this. He lives in North Carolina somewhere. Mm. I think he. I think he went like born again and everything. But most of them, a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that. Which you know what? Whatever. As, as, as long as they don't find him dead from an exploded heart in a hotel, I guess that's okay. Right. It's always my same thing too. It's like, hey, they didn't die horribly. You know, like <laughs> like like going back to Scott Hall. I'm oh. always waiting for that day. That's going to happen fucking sometime, yeah. Well, Oof. I mean, we're, we're still on sidetrack, but have you ever seen Bigger, Stronger, Faster documentary? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's, it's really good, and it's about steroid abuse, and one of the guys in it is, I forgot the wrestler, he was, he was, he was always trying to become a wrestler, I think he was, oh man, what was his name? It wasn't Mike Modest, it was some, some name like that. Mike and, Modest was a wrestler, was that not, yeah, not, not the one you're thinking of? No, I mean... Uh, it's gonna bother me, but whatever. Um, he he's one of like the brother. His brother was the one that directed this documentary, and okay. all three all three brothers were steroid users. But how one was like more look, I'm using it to recreational and trying to like be healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The wrestler brother would just keep using it, and then also mm-hmm. do drugs and like drink. And in the documentary, is one of the saddest things. The father says, "I'm waiting." To hear to get that phone call about my son oh, Jesus. being dead, and then sure enough, I saw the documentary. Two weeks later, that oh. wrestler died of a drug Jesus. overdose, and I'm like, Jesus again. And he was one of those guys that oh, actually, 
You know who he is? He's the guy who rest- – it's a famous video that's up online. If you ever watched, it's Perry Saturn rest- is wrestling this guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy fucked up a move. And like you could tell he hurt Saturn. And Saturn beat the shit out of him and then <laughs> threw him over the top rope onto his head. <laughs> you can see him go bunk. And he got sus- – you know, Saturn got suspended. Yeah, but yeah. the guy never got called back. Jesus. But I remember that. It's like, wow. Okay, he's that guy. So Saturn was a scary looking fucker. He's scarier now. Yeah, he's he kind of fat tattoos. now. <laughs> yeah, fat, he's fat, but face tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor guy. That's another one that he went away because he was owing uh, money to his oh. wife, child child support. Yeah. And back, and we'll tie the steroid use back to for yes. No, we'll be back to the movie. <laughs> There's no I know, way this dude. There's no way this motherfucker. Especially, I, I wonder what those injections were they were giving him in the second movie. But they were he, he had to. Yeah, they had to have been. He had to have been on the juice, man. I don't. You know, I don't know because he's one of those guys that even when I, I would watch like him back when he and Arnold were always against each other, you know, during the bodybuilding stuff, he was just always a specimen. I think he. Because he does have the leaky nipples now, though. Yeah, see that? Yeah, I know. I've heard the leaky nipples before. <laughs> there's there's pictures. Is it really? I'm not I'm not looking those up. Not a, not of actual nips, but like his shirt with two like wet stains by his nips. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like you know, with that stuff. I wonder if it actually tastes like milk. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> see i i have to bring up some zombies so, you know. it probably it probably fucking tastes like salami or something <laughs> oh man salty milk oh man that is disgusting but well i mean he's still a big guy i love he still does the incredible hulk voice <laughs> yeah, yeah even the injuries that's him going like like good for him he, he was a great hulk i mean with the worst wig ever but even at this time, when this film was made, this first one, this first Cage film, he did. He was still doing those TV movies mm-hmm. of the Incredible Hulk, like the ones where he had the horrible Daredevil and Thor. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Old, old shit, um, <laughs> old fur, but uh, yeah, Daredevil was like black, and like, like not not a black guy, but he was just like in a black suit with a little yeah. bit of red. It, like, kind of look at when Kevin Smith took over to. Like wasn't that like I remember that it was a horrible looking Daredevil in the nineties. Supposed to be hip. I think Frank Miller had the yellow one for a while. Or yeah, the he yellow, had the yellow. He, or no, maybe there was that was the black. The black one was. I don't I think know. He took, I think he went back because he was originally yellow, and then right, and then he was red, which makes more sense than yellow. You could tell he was blind because who would wear a bright yellow suit <laughs> if they wanted to dodge bullets? Right. Oh wait, how do you, how are they always shooting me? <laughs> Well, oh, don't worry. His, his his buddy's like, no, don't worry. You're you're in a, a black suit. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Sorry, uh, but um, but yeah. Basically, you have the great fight scene, and then I love the gangsters played by you know like Tony and Mario. They're looking for a new fighter because their last fighter got killed or <laughs> broken. I, I, you never know at first. Did they get killed or are they just injured to the the point of like not being able to continue? I think at first it's that, and then. Either way, I mean, they're, right. it's their their fighters lose and they've thus lost money. So obviously, they don't, they don't want to throw the same guy that just got killed by Chang back again. Right? So they don't want to spend money on training him, so they'll just go find some some big motherfucker that likes ice cream to do it. <laughs> well, and that's what I love. Like right away, they see both of them, and they're like, "Whoa, that guy 
look at that guy. He's a monster. And then when Red Brown starts fucking shit up, like, wow, look at him. He can handle himself. I've never seen anything like that. I know. He, Red Brown gives the, this really lazy spin kick. Right. Now, Red Brown is not terrible at fighting stuff. And you see, it, it looks he looks pretty good in the second movie. But yes. this particular spin kick is nothing spectacular. It's I mean, I could probably get something equivalent looking. <laughs> it might not get anywhere close to somebody, and I might hurt myself. But it'll look similar. Um, but these guys, like all of a sudden, they're like, "Whoa, I've never seen that before." So I guess You're right. in this, I haven't seen anything like that before because it looks horrible. <laughs> I guess I guess in this world, in this movie world, that like Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris had never existed, or these guys just didn't watch TV or something. <laughs> Possibly, I mean, or maybe it yeah. does. Maybe maybe it takes place in like 1971, so they haven't actually seen Bruce Lee yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's 71, but everyone's wearing like 80s. <laughs> Everybody's wearing 80s clothes. Electric blue. Electric Ugh. blue Asian eighties clothes. Oh, and I love that you have you know the fight, and then like no, I'm not. I'm not. I want to fight. Come on, man, you can make a lot of money. No, no, I don't want to fight. What about your friend? I'm his handler. Like, <laughs> like right away. Oh, stop. Fine, fine. But they don't stop. They're like, up. Oh, let's let's go kidnap him. Let's just <laughs> tell him that your friend Scott was hurt. He had oh no, not hurt. He had to go away. But he wouldn't run. <laughs> even even Billy knows right away. It doesn't sound strange. He does sound strange. Like wait, but he was just going on a run while he had something come up. Okay. Yeah. So for Give me a sandwich. Pretty, he's pretty simple minded in this. He definitely gained some intelligence by the second one. Steroids where, make you intelligent, I guess. Where apparently by the second one, he's just playing. He's just himself. Like he's not. Like he's just like he has deep conversations and shit. Where it's like, where the hell did that come from? Did they even read the first scripts? But um. <laughs> the uh, they just read the back of the fucking VHS when they made the second movie. Well, the it's v- weird. It's the same director and writer, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They it's like they they just ignore. They're like, oh wait, he, he actually he, he he. This is a Billy in the second movie that likes he likes uh, a steak and a baked potato instead of ice cream and sandwiches. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. Which that scene still kills me when he's like, uh, "Where's the pickles? Get him, get him with the pickles. Where's the mustard? Okay, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like." Pickles, get in the fucking pickles. And like, I love that. Like, but it, like, just get it because he's gonna freaking go, you know, rage, <laughs> build, you know, like for a sandwich. Um, and then he's like, I can pick you up. And I don't know if it's it's weird to me, but like when he's talking about wrestling with Scott, it mm. sounds kind of creepy. Like, yeah, he's like, he I like to wrestle. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> I wrestling. wrote that. That was my note. He likes to wrestle. Yeah, naked wrestling probably. <laughs> Two massive men just it'll it'll look like the the classic AWA logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With their schlongs out. Except oily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With leaky nips. Uh, salami smell in the room. Oh God. Yeah, you know yeah, uh, poor Frig now. You know he's been in the room when it smells like a fucking Italian sausage factory. Uh, so yeah, So you get you get the fucking you get some fights, and after they kidnap uh, Billy, you know they send him off in the fights and everything. They're they're making money off of him, and I like the way they do the fights more in this one because Billy, he's still kind of childish in his in his frame of mind, and he you know he doesn't understand exactly what's going on, which I appreciate more. But right. like nobody in this fucking movie knows how to block anything. No, it's, it's, it's like drop <laughs> kicking. This, this guy, this American guy who doesn't look American at all, is drop kicking the shit out of him. Wasn't he the guy like that the 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 one Italian mafia guy had? 
Yeah, yeah. He, first, you know what I mean? And he's like, what the? Like, this guy, he's like, he's not fighting fair. <laughs> but you feel bad. You're like, oh, my God. Like, he's going to get killed in his first fight. Yeah. Until he finally goes, oh, wait, you're not fighting fair. Then I, get, then I need to pay, punch the shit out of your face. Seriously. I, see, there's one block in this, in this movie, and it's the third dropkick. When he finally realizes, he actually just grabs him by the leg while he's driving and throws him aside. <laughs> no, I've never seen an, un- an inverted atomic drop in a movie before, but no. Chang, Chang pulls that one, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's, weird, it's always weird seeing wrestling moves in fighting movies. Uh-huh. Because atomic drop... I, I could like gouge your eyes out while I'm in midair. <laughs> Especially like the invertible. I, I want to see a true atomic drop in a movie. That would be funny. Oh. Well, a true atomic drop where you're going down and then like their asshole breaks in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like, a, like something like Fist of the North Star quality. Yes. Like, <laughs> and you hear that the, scream. The, 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 you have the to world. have the the the, the Mike or the you know the uh, the <laughs> yes. new the Mike split in half where the insides are kind of jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a movie I want to see, but yeah, I'm surprised Hobo with a Shotgun didn't have that. <laughs> they did <laughs> have the jiggly insides. <laughs> yeah, it did. But but that's what I love, like these weird wrestling moves and like the guy playing Chang, he's a wrestler, so of course, you know, he can hang with it, but it's mostly just like grunts and like punches and like for some reason, whenever you throw someone against a cage, they grab onto the cage. Like they're trapped. Yeah. They'll, <laughs> like, why would you grab on and and hang on to it, like like he's doing? I mean, you know what I mean. Like, wouldn't you just like let go and like try to crawl away? You'll probably still get killed. But in the, in the very early days of UFC, um, I saw this match, and this is back in the days where the cage matches in the UFC were kind of like the ones in this, where they just threw two guys in. Um, right. It was a very skinny like Dutch guy, very tall, and then this like kind of fat Hawaiian guy. Okay. Uh, the Hawaiian guy was probably a hundred pounds heavier than the skinny Dutch guy, and I remember me and this guy were watching it. This is in college. And we're like, "Holy fuck! This fat guy's gonna ruin him!" Oh and yeah, remember that? The match started, uh-huh. and this was one of the. Sh- this is the my introduction to short UFC matches. He he barrels in, and the Dutch guy just pretty much steps out of the way. So the fat guy goes straight into the cage, and like you were just saying, he hangs onto the cage, and he's kind of fallen because he missed. And he just looks up at the dude, like like what? It looks like both hands still on the cage, and the Dutch guy's looking at him like, well, "Are you really ha- handing this to me?" Yeah, he just fucking cracks him with a kick. You see a fucking tooth fly out of his mouth. <laughs> And then he punches the guy in the face, busts his eye open, match over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of like those early days of UFC because you never. That's when I liked it, yes, because it was fucking like a sideshow. It was phenomenal. Right. Yeah, you'd always have a fat guy that was good at bare knuckle boxing, but then you'd have like Hoist Gracie, <laughs> yeah. who would beat the sh- who would like rip you apart, like just by <laughs> stretching you. Uh, and you're like, what? That that little guy won. <laughs> always like, yeah, like and like the days of like Ken Shamrock. I mean, mm-hmm. I missed though, and Dan mm-hmm. Severin, which I mean, when they wrestled, it was boring. Because Dan Severin has as much, you know, friggin' uh, charisma as a block of wood. Right, right. But UFC, <laughs> UFC didn't matter. You didn't have to have charisma. Nowadays, I mean, it's better fighting now. But right, right, right. I, 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 yeah, you're right. The it's all the same now for me. That's my problem. It's a, it, every right. match, you pretty much, the, you know, they'll say, like, they're, they're, he's good with this. You know, so look for this. It all ends up. It's kind of like a boxing match that every once in a while. Yeah. And that's what every single match kind of has the same flow for me, which uh, I'm not really as interested anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched a UFC match in years, yeah. like a present day. Like I, I was, I was renting the old DVDs, like the UFC one to ten. Like those were fun. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. Like when, when you'd have like uh, Tank Abbott. yes that piece of shit but he he was good at what he did until they figure out oh wait let me block and then just throw him to the ground and beat the shit out of him (laughs) 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 so tank abbott but coming back to this uh yeah the cage fights are fun but they're very basic you know like throwing against the cage punch 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 but I, i really love the one move that uh, Billy does when he hangs up on top of the cage and then breaks the guy's neck. Like he just twists and keeps <laughs> yeah. twisting. And he's crying and like the blood is seeping down. And what I love is you're like, okay, that's his second fight. He's he's like the number one fighter now in, in the illegal cage fighting thing. And then Mr. Takagi or whatever his name in this, uh, Tin, Tin Lum Yin, um, he's just like, you're you will fight in 13 minutes. <laughs> like every time. And I love everyone goes, what? But he's the master of this. Like he, he, he's always like, oh, there are no rules. I'll fucking make you fight whoever I want. Like I'll, I'll shoot you in the brain like, if you don't fight. <laughs> and I love that. It's like, oh, you got to fight. Like if you don't, I'm going to kill all of you. Okay, well. And poor Billy is all like destroyed looking. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's so sad. It's like this gentle giant is crying, I, I won. Uh, I'll do it. I'll get up. And, and of course, that's when Scott finally finds them. After, yeah. So, like, so, so, yeah. Reb, Reb Brown is, he, there, there's a, there's a whole side story with Reb kind of like, he's looking for Billy this whole time. Um, there's an awesome scene where he crashes into trash cans and this yes. guy just starts yelling at him. <laughs> Um, but it was funny. The, uh, so Red Brown's kind of, he's going around and th- this is like this, the action movie stuff where he's carrying around a shotgun. He's like, I'm out of fucking know where Billy is. Um, yes. and there's some pretty funny stuff with that. But now was that one lady from glow? There's she a lady. There's a, th- was that her? I think so. She was like, I she's, don't know what her name was, but she's you like, might- you ain't going to shoot a lady or you ain't going to shoot a lady. Are you dickhead? <laughs> And he just, like, punches her right in the face. And I love the way she falls. <laughs> Oopsie. Wow. I, you know, I want to look her up. Like, I don't even, I don't know what she would even be credited as. As uh, I'm yeah, I don't Glow. I'm, I'll look up Glow. So keep, go ahead. I'm yeah. going to look up Glow, people. So you have that, and then he notices the one guy. Because he knows the guy with the Diablo tattoo. Because the cops won't help him. It's one of those tropes of, up. Oh, cops won't help. Because they don't care where your mm-hmm. big retarded friend is. So, oh, i got to take it out on my own. And he notices the one guy run off, and and he, he you know he follows him pretty easily. Like the guy thinks he got away because he's the one that burnt down the place and didn't care that a woman was in there. Right, uh, me. And then I love like Red Brown just finds it, beats you know shoots the one guy to death. Like and then the two guys like oh man I didn't do it. It, it becomes like Eddie Guerrero like talking to China. Come on, believe me. You know, and then it's the most ridiculous thing where he's just like threatening, threatening. He's like, I'm going to like, tell me. Like, well, he did it. And he so goes her, to shoot him. Her name oh, it is her? D Boer is her name. B O H E R. Yeah. Uh, better known as Queenie or Queen Kong while oh. she skated in roller derbies. And I remember her from that because they used to show roller derbies late night uh, growing up. I don't know where they were from. It must have been syndicated. Um, and she was in that, in that. Not the flat track, but the one where they would have the the, the raised ends on it, which I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of like pro wrestling uh, roller derby. So, 
Nice. But yeah, she that was, was Matilda, her. Matilda, Matilda de Hun. <laughs> she also made a living delivering very physical singing telegrams known as slamograms, where she would take down the victim. <laughs> Wow. That would be amazing. Fucking imagine this. Like we're fucking. She's six four. Uh, <laughs> fucking have a party for for uh, Metal Mikey and fucking have <laughs> D Boer show up as a, for a slamogram, just annihilate him in front of everybody, and then, and then sit on Mikey's face and fart on it. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think we know what we're gonna get for Christmas. Oh man, I wonder <laughs> if she still does the slamograms. That would be phenomenal. I mean, she has. Yeah, she's she's still alive, or at least. A, she hasn't acted since 98, but she's been in a lot of stuff, like a lot of weird TV shows, like Parker Lewis Can't Lose. <laughs> wow. Dream on. But okay, I, I thought she looked familiar, and that's why I see that's why she took a great bump. Yep. She's yep. going to take a bump from Red Brown. So there you go. I don't know why she was in that club, like that bar, though. It was like a Mexican gang bar, but then there was like one black guy, too. <laughs> and one big white lady. Yeah. I, I guess they're trying to like reach out to other gangs. Oh my god, Maybe. Theodore Rex. What the fuck is that? I've never even Oh, you don't this. know Theodore Rex? No. It's it's Whoopi Goldberg. It's one of the worst movies ever. Oh my it, god. It cost so much money and it was straight to DVD. Oh, straight to VHS. Oh, straight Richard, to video. Richard Roundtree is in it. That's Yes. Has anybody it, ever gone from so badass to the fucking like nerdiest looking old guy? Like he's never been like a badass after Shaft. <laughs> no, like not really. Oh my You're god! You're right. And Bud Cord is in it too, from Harold and Maude. Oh god, get, he looked creepy when he got older too. Life Aquatic, he's in. Yeah, he looks. Ugh. He looks Carol, awful. Carol Kane. I've seen. <laughs> we talked about her titties. Anyway, go ahead. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Cage. Cage titties. Cage titties. Um. <laughs> but yeah, but then he chases, and then he like I, what I love about Red Brown. You know, he's so angry, he kills the Native American Mexican guy, mm-hmm. and then he throws he he throws his own personal Molotov cocktail that he makes in a split second <laughs> on the other guy who burnt down the place, and the guy's screaming, "Help! Help me! Burn! No, shoot, shoot me. me!" And he doesn't. He just looks so at badass. him. <laughs> he just looks at a bird and like, yeah, Red Brown, get taking taking back what you need. But <laughs> and then of course he finds out. Oh, uh, where are they? So he goes yeah. to the legal <laughs> the legal fight ring, the which mo- is pretty the, easy to find. The movie, yeah, the movie kind of drags a little bit at this point as when it gets yeah. a, when it, it gets away from Ferrigno, it gets away from Red Brown. It kind of just gets to setting up fights and. Money issues like the 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 you know the Asian mafia dealing with the Italian Italian mafia and yeah a lot of racism I, in this one like oh slant ass yeah that fucking one guy every Asian stereotype you can think of he throws Gosh. out in about forty five seconds yeah oh like the, the the old school gangster guy yeah yeah the head every, of the every mafia. freaking thing yeah he's just like <laughs> I'm just gonna be he that guy I know from so much shit he was in Showgirls that guy <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> But I know he's in The Godfather Part 3, I think. Yeah. Ugh. You know, fucking, fucking Verhoeven's commentary on <laughs> on Total Recall made me almost not like that movie. And, like, he was really taking that movie seriously and everything. And like, it was reminding me of Showgirls. I was like, I bet that this, is fucking, this commentary proves that he was taking Showgirls seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I appreciate him. Whenever he talks about Robocop, you could tell he was having the time of his life because yeah. the whole bitches leave thing. <laughs> he was telling the women like okay and then he tells you uh bitches leave and then you bitches you leave because uh, but he didn't realize bit what bitch meant <laughs> yeah and the women are like okay and then uh mel ferrer or whatever 
told him afterwards or whatever um, the other Carl Buckler, whatever the hell his name is, mm-hmm. told him afterwards, oh, no, he doesn't know what bitches mean. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, they, they were like, we were just really offended. He just kept calling us bitches. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. He's making a Jesus movie now, so I can't wait for that. Oh, no. Like, yeah, some weird <laughs> shit. He wrote a book about Jesus, Uh-oh. but not a religious. Like, it's more about, like, looking through, like, history. What history hasn't told you about Jesus? Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> if, if we're hoping. Hopefully there's a lot of sex in it. <laughs> there, oh, there will be. A woman with three, you know, Mary Magdalene will have three titties. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, but D. Boer. Giving Jesus but, <laughs> a foot job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that, but um, <laughs> the Passion of the Christ for sure. But no, so what's weird about it is, yeah, you, you're right. It drags, and then like you have the one woman with the bright blue suit, mm-hmm. uh, Ali Young. He's a cop, actually, an undercover cop. You find out which, okay, whatever. I, honestly, and the fact that you're saying that, I guess, could be a spoiler. I still, I watched this whole fucking movie, and I didn't even know that until you just said it. It's, it's, it's she said like, so. Briefly. Okay, she's like a. She's you see her just throughout the movie, and she's kind of taking pictures and stuff. And there's not really a reason why. And the cops play ze- almost zero point in this like element in this movie whatsoever, outside of the very end, anyway. So, oh, it's yeah, it's, it's awful. Like they're the worst until like the very end. Oh, here we are. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. So yeah, and then I mean, you get like the weird. And you get like the weird touch. There's a weird touching, almost '80s sitcom scene where he's kind of making friends with one of the gangsters and everything but he said but can we have some ice cream that's that line and, God, yeah. <laughs> so i mean and that's kind of that's almost how the movie wraps up is almost like a you know it, I, we won't give away the very end but no there's, there's there's enough of the end that it the way it's tied together for the second one is one character you think is dead like he gives, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say is like i love the bear hug of death <laughs> That he's getting crunching. Oh, crunching. you hear the crunches. Yeah, you hear yeah, him be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like fucking like, please, like let me go. I I wonder like how would Lou Ferrigno do that without really hurting somebody? <laughs> Poor guy. He had to like carry that guy like a rag doll and, but but I mean I I, I don't know. There's the other thing where, oh man, how are they gonna keep the bar open? And then they figure it out. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's the most stupid friggin' way. Like oh, don't worry about uh protocol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> end of movie <laughs> I but that's what I love it's like it ends where you're like okay see a sequel but will there be one what will there exactly like this is 1989 a Red Brown Lou Ferrigno movie will there be a sequel to that <laughs> they probably weren't sure so uh, yeah uh, we can get our we can get into our ratings here uh, okay. So yeah, I don't know. You haven't been on the show, so yeah, we just uh, if if in case you didn't know, we, I mean, we don't do MVT and all that stuff, but we just kind of like end it and then we give a rating one to ten, and you can make it as specific as you want to. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the the rating I'll go for. I mean, I have a special place for this movie. It's a it's a bad movie night film for me. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to show friends this film because it's ridiculous. But you know, rating it on that scale, it's it's higher, but. As a film that I can watch, I've watched it multiple times, more times than some classics. I'll say a six point five. Okay, it's uh, enjoyable. I'm probably yeah. right there with you. And this this is the kind of movie that will play better with a group of oh uh, yeah like minded people um, because there's a definite funny stuff that you laugh at or like pointing out. Hey, that's the guy from Renegade or whatever. So um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of drinks too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and it's a pretty poor, <laughs> poorly constructed movie. <laughs> um, 
there's elements of this that I like better than the second one. There's actually elements of the second one I like better than this one. But um, I still I, th- I think this is I mean it's decent. I'm right there with you. Six point five for me also. Um, there's some odd choices and stuff. Probably make it from being a you know especially like the sparkly music and the montage yeah. part of the beginning and stuff. But there's some silly stuff in it. And if it if it if it had gone a little bit farther with a few things, there's a thing I wanted to bring up real quick. The it was a plot device, mm-hmm. a tattoo on a coffee mug. Yeah, yeah, I know. What, why, did that, why did that cop I, have a coffee mug tattoo <laughs> of the Diablo guy? Well, I didn't understand that at all. No, I didn't either. The first time I, I had to watch it three times. Red go, Brown saw the oh. fucking t- mug, and he's like, that's when he gets up and leaves, and the cop's like, what? What just happened? Like, he's like, well, the guy who played that cop was the writer of the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, okay, like, yeah, it was. He was just like, that's why he was such a bad actor, too. It's like, oh, wow. where are so, you going? Okay, bye. Cool. So, uh, two 6.5s on Cage. This is, it's, it's worth watching, especially with a group. So, uh, let's take a break and come back and review Cage 2. More of the same. We'll be, we'll be right back. <laughs> Yes, yes, if I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning, I'd podcast in the evening, all over the swamp, I'd talk about Hamlet, I'd talk about Amicus, I'd talk about every kind of wish in between, especially about meal coloring, Amicus.com. Crack. That one was kind of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> slow hands, because that is Ferrigno's fighting style. Yeah. Faster than Dolph Lundgren, though. <laughs> hey, but Dolph Lundgren's a fucking pro. I know. <laughs> oh, I need to. I forgot to post those images that Alan mailed us, the one with Dolph shaking hands with the, the karate bullfighter dude. Oh, what? what Sonny Chiba? No, no, no. The, the, actual, oh, the guy that the, that movie's based on. Oh, really? He, oh, trained, he trained Dolph Lundgren. Really? Oh, shit. All right. So, uh, we're back for a Cage 2. Yeah! <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone's laughing as much as we are every time that comes on. <sighs> I wish I could... I wish they somebody would make a Wilhelm-type compilation of everywhere that sound... That audio has uh, shown up. Sadly, there's too many. Like, they're in every trailer, and I would always be disappointed when I go to the movie and that scream wasn't in there. <laughs> Damn it! 
Uh, that that was like you know where Wilhelm scream was the classic where Wilhelm scream was in movies like Star Wars and Indiana Jones. This scream is in movies like Cage Two and you know those <laughs> those types of things. Yes. Uh, the same types of movies where you'll hear like the uh, the doom door open sound effect or right. that kind of thing. So like the Resident Evil movies, I always hear the doom sound effect. <laughs> like what? Oh, better well, the, better uh, game right there. There's there's certain games that they must have lost the rights to their sound effects very quickly <laughs> because they fucking they'll show up everywhere. <laughs> Um, so Cage 2, uh, obviously the sequel to Cage. Um, do you want to try to synopsize? I mean, it's not that hard, but... You, you know what? This, here's a synopsis. Cage 2. Uh, it's five years later. <laughs> um, and Takagi, or you know, Lim, gets, gets revenge and thinks he kills uh, Scott and Billy's kidnapped and thrown into the world of cage fighting again. This time, <laughs> this time on he- pay-per-view. <laughs> But it's illegal, though. Illegal pay per view, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I, I did wonder how exactly that worked. But um, now the first one, it, it worked a little better for me when Ferrigno looked younger. By this yes. time, he's looking kind of like a little daddish. Um, but yet his got, body is is more ripped. His he's bigger, right. but he's got like a short haircut with a little bit of gray on the sides. Um, and he's wearing a polo, <laughs> which he just doesn't. I'm not buying him as like a big kind of um, like slow tough guy. He looks more like like just a dude in this one. I want the blue drink. A dude full of juice. <laughs> well, he wants the blue juice, whatever the hell. The kids like it. But then I like that he drinks it. Yeah. And throws uh, them all out. So they at the beginning of this movie, they're in the fucking shittiest market ever. <laughs> I know. It looks like it looks like a like a living room. It's like a half made. finished set. Like there's yeah. like they they there's unfinished walls in it that don't that don't have any insulation or drywall or anything. They're just fuck. It's just like a frame of a building with plywood. And uh, but so they're in there and he's buying juice and like that's a that's a pretty funny bit actually. He finally yeah. gets the juice and he drinks it. He's like, "Oh, this is disgusting." He spits it out, throws it away, and then he reaches in the fridge and throws it else away so nobody else will drink, so nobody else will drink it. But a nice guy actually. So <laughs> even though he's kind of brighter now, you don't really get that immediately that he's brighter. Maybe the maybe the juice that they give him makes him smart. But that's, um, that's what I think it is, yeah. Uh, but the, so he starts off kind of the same as before, like the can we have some ice cream kind of Billy, and they're totally treating him like an animal because they fucking trank him and like wheel him out on a flat cart. Yeah, I, know, I love that. I love while while Scott is like Billy, Billy, not not caring about the two women he was about to get lucky with that he got shot too- up. He grabbed them in in the way of the bullets. Yeah, the draws back comes back to fucking uh, the the infamous scene from uh, from uh, Total Recall with the, using the yes. using the pedestrian as a as a meat shield. Uh, Red Brown does the same thing in this, where he's talking to these two whores that are having a party, and they're like, "Oh yeah, come on over," and fucking these guys just open up the the Uzi fire in front of the <laughs> fruit stand. I know, just blowing them away. And I love like these girls are supposed to be like I'm gonna say early twenties. Red Brown's like in his forties, <laughs> so he just fucking like grabs both of them around their neck and like blocks all the gunfire with their bodies yeah and, and he gets up like not even caring to see if they're alive okay where's my where's my retarded friend but um his so yeah they um <laughs> so they trank him in the in the gut and they wheel him out on a flat cart and um so and they've they're now putting him back in the cage fight and you find it's the um 
I guess spoiler for Cage, it's <laughs> they find out it's the it's the Chinese dude again, and he's still wearing like a brace because of the the crushing effects of <laughs> of Billy's bear hug. And yeah. um, I just ate a sloppy Joe while you were restarting your computer. By the way, nice. <laughs> so sloppy Joe and coffee is now churning in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, being a vegetarian, I'd have a a you know a vegan one, but still, I'd, I've, I'd probably. I've, I've, I have actually, I've actually stopped eating meat again. I'm back to vegetarians. These are veggie, really sloppy joes. Yes. Um, what kind? The crumble, the crumbles, or yeah, yeah, doing- the crumble. I use, but I, I don't use the vegan ones. I use, I use the um, Morning Star, so it has yeah. an egg in it. So nice. Um, actually, this might be Morning Star and Boca mixed together because I think we had an older bag of Boca we needed to use up, and I just made a double batch. My wife is vegetarian, except she'll eat fish, and I've decided to stop eating meat again. So you'll probably hear me not talking about sausage and bacon so often anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or sauerkraut or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> well, Even the, that it is. With, with me, uh, the only meat that I found that I was, I was eating, and this is from before too, because mm-hmm. I, I was vegetarian for about five or six years, and um, I, I, didn't, I, I had not eaten chicken and steak and stuff like that for the longest the only meat I was eating is fucking sausage and burgers and everything. And again, it's the same thing now. And I'm eating it way too often. So it's like, I can do without that. That's fucking, I'll just be vegetarian again. And just, I mean, I'd rather just, you know, draw a line somewhere. Cause the only meat that I'm eating is ones that are going to kill me by the time I'm 50. So yeah, anyway, I mean, I mean, I still, I don't know if you get it, but I, I get people going, well, you're vegetarian. You're kind of fat for a vegetarian. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You obviously haven't seen my diet. I fucking I will eat a ba- half a bag of Doritos with French onion sour or sour right. cream dip. That's a thing. I, you know, <laughs> being a vegetarian doesn't mean I eat healthy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I try to explain that to people. I'm like, I can still eat cheese fries. <laughs> oh my god, cheese fries. <laughs> I know. I could go for some after this. <laughs> I had some fucking in Portland. I had some uh, cheese tater tots at a Ooh. a great uh, now. Uh, Jeff will back me up on this. There's a there's a cool movie theater in Portland called the ah, fuck. It has like a it has like a Middle Eastern theme, oh. and they have a restaurant attached to it. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. But they show like they would show like Star Trek and stuff at night, and um, nice. but it, the re- it's, it's, and it's the kind of theater where you can sit and eat at the same time and watch the movie. But they have a restaurant oh. portion too. So we ate at the restaurant. and I had a beer and a giant plate of cheese covered tater tots, and it was pretty phenomenal. So uh, didn't man. get to watch a the movie there. Anyway, back to Cage Two. God, I'm getting sidetracked already. So um, <laughs> my note, my note was bye bye fruit and whores. <laughs> yeah, that's how this movie begins. Fruit and whores are gone. <laughs> Um, watermelons so, exploding so yeah so in the past five years he's gotten a nice brace and he's upgraded his uh his establishment the 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 uh chinese man well isn't it like three years after that because i think they say frigno you know billy's been fighting for three years yeah so i like, mean it's they, eight years then it's like what the fuck <laughs> uh, i guess they trained him or something it's like you get a kind yeah. of a, a, an undisclosed almost undisclosed passage of time and where apparently, in the first movie, Scott was able to find Billy in maybe an afternoon. <laughs> yes. In, in this one, he can't find him for years, and he's trained by some ancient pole masters. Pole master. Pole and, master. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know why the fucking guy that was amazing at fighting and fighting with the pole wasn't just in the cage himself. Why they needed 
a guy from the Isle of Man or whatever it was, they said. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they needed him to fight in the cage because he was pretty amazing already. And also, all they did was just make fun of this white guy for being shitty at fighting. Um, and they, oh God, his, his wig. Anyway, the, um, I'll get to that. The, <laughs> so the cage has been upgraded and they're showing on, on, uh, pay-per-view now. The triad has a pay-per-view network all around the world. <laughs> I don't know That's how true. people. Funneled through Mexico, I think they said. <laughs> See again, Mexican. Like, like they're being so offensive. <laughs> I don't know how people find the pay per view, but um, you probably just don't have a channel like you do now. You probably have to like call up your friends and dial a nine hundred number. Yeah, call call, call the triad. Hey, uh, can I have that installed? <laughs> yeah, sure. Hold on, we'll be right over. Um, so the the cage kind of reminded me of the old WWF cages in this one because it was the big blue bars, like making the big, you know, the square shaped cages. Yeah, the um, ones that never looked like they hurt, even though they actually supposedly did hurt the wrestlers. They probably hurt worse because they didn't really Maybe. move all that well. Um, but it was the kind of cage that like. King Kong Bundy could crawl up, which is why I think they did it because it was more like a ladder on the side as opposed to like, right. like chain chain mail. Um, King Kong Bundy's a really cool guy. Yeah, I've met him. He's a nice guy. Uh, so yeah, Red Brown's hair goes from bad to worse in this movie because it starts off and as where the first movie had the nice 80s kind of flair to it, there's some fucking awful 90s fashion in this one. Yeah, yeah. this is 94. Yeah, so, so right at the height of the shit, this is like definitely the opposite of the grunge uh, uh, style that was definitely prevalent at this time as well, where Reb wears like a kind of an old like sports, like Letterman's jacket, and has this hair, like the 90s hair is the only way I can describe it, where it's like swoopy. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost like parted on the top, yeah, and then ugh. it's kind of like big and curly on the bottom, right above the ears, and then it's like trimmed underneath a little bit. <laughs> it's really God. fucking bad. When I um, think about it, I used to when I used to actually have hair, I used to have writer strong hair. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah. what writer strong hair? That's that's what my girlfriend calls it. Like, oh, writer strong hair. That's how you know what a- age it is. <laughs> God, <laughs> I had I had that <laughs> Ryder Strong. Jesus Christ, he's another guy that doesn't doesn't really get old. Um, no, he doesn't. It's scary, actually. The uh, I had I had red brown hair by about <laughs> ninety eight because I had I had hair down to my shoulders in nice. in the mid nineties up till about ninety eight, and when I went to get my I got my hair cut off, and that was the first time I'd ever paid for a haircut. Was in okay. was in ninety eight, and I got that fucking hairdo. I still have the student ID from that haircut. It was awful, so bad. Where it was big on the sides because my hair is kind of it, it'll be curlier when it gets longer and ugh, terrible. Um, so uh, so the other they're I guess they're training Billy all this while too, and but he's been fighting all along, and they're giving him these injections that give him chest pains and. I know. Yeah, so it's like, I think I know what those injections might be. <laughs> I love, like, his first fight that we see is against um, Darren McBee. God, I wish himself. McBee was in it longer. He needed right. to be, like, a teammate or something because... And he gets his ass whipped. God, he's such a jobber in this, and he's just fucking just getting... <laughs> well, his name is Spike Duval in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodbye. Oh, Darren Poor McBee, you don't, you don't get to see him much. You just see his hair whipping around and just fucking... He's just, he's just obliterated. Doofy face. I want to take some screenshots of his face. He's like, ooh. <laughs> I feel bad because I love Darren McBee. S- Sammy's own friend, Darren McBee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now they 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 constantly just throw up these jobbers against against Ferrigno, and Ferrigno's like this. These injections, I not only like I said, apparently make him smarter because he has these deep conversations with this Asian woman that that kind of like. They kind of like have a thing, I guess. Oh, but, Milo? Yeah. That's Shannon Lee. That's Bruce Lee's daughter. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. She was the one that used to host that show, um, Karate Fighters or something. Or <laughs> oh. one of those shows. I did not even realize that was her. She's a gorgeous girl. I have to see what she... While we go along, I'll see what she hosted. Okay. That show. So, so she... Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that wasn't her real accent. But no. she's she's doing like the, you know... Is this? I don't know if this is a bad term. The fresh off the boat Asian accent, OTB. Where, yeah. where it's it's just like you know. I mean, she's kind of mystical in a way, and they always play the cheesy music while she's around. And she's like, "No, you're a good person." And he's get off the get off the juice. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't need it for these big titties. Um, <laughs> no, I love the scene when she's like, he's when he's, he has his shirt off and he's a monster. And he's like, "Do I look skinnier? Do I look no, like not at all." No, how do you get such big muscles? Is it from working? <laughs> like, yeah, take a long time. And then he starts to remember. Like, that's what I love. Throughout this movie, again, it's like the flashbacks. It's the Rocky flashbacks. <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, so. He even, he even no-sells a kick to the junk because I'm pretty <laughs> sure his balls are all shriveled up from the juice at this point. I know. He's just kicking the dick now. That's all it is. <laughs> Which doesn't hurt his worse because seriously, by the time by the time a guy hits his twenties, he's abused his penis so much that thing's pretty pretty resilient. I know it's, it's so calloused. So it's like think of uh, so, uh, <laughs> and they they do uh, and like we said earlier, the Red Brown story in this is just not nearly as good as the Red Brown story in the beginning. It's a very similar kind of setup where. Billy is fighting, but in this one, Billy's not fighting as much against his will. So they're almost independent of each other. Well, Billy's independent of Scott because he doesn't – he thinks Scott is dead. Right. And um, so he's just like, I'm just going to fucking just beat up people and be okay with it. But he actually likes fighting now because these injections not only make him really strong, but they also make him want to fight and they make him smart. It's like a wonder drug. Um, the uh, But so you get this like weird training with – with uh, where he needs he where with Red Brown where he knows he needs to enter this cage fighting tournament to find Billy, um, so these cops slash martial arts masters, other oh, Interpol, excuse me. Oh, that's yeah, fitting. Yeah. I, I played Interpol. Interpol. I played Interpol for, for the break here. That was just coincidence. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they start training him for whatever reason. I don't know. For why like a just, day. I don't know why they don't enter it themselves. But right, the one guy like the, like it almost feels like. They were just thrown in there because they were pretty badass. I'd, I'd want to film with those two guys. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the guy just like, oh, go go get him, and yeah. then he doesn't even speak. He just beat the shit out of those <laughs> triad guys. So um, they're like, yeah, how good are you without the pole? And he just throws it away and kicks her ass anyway. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know how many times in movies this has been done. You know, we talked about the Vietnam hanging out of a plane holding on to your friend uh, uh, trope from the earlier one, but this one has the. Uh, flashy nunchuck scene only to be hit in the face with one quick shot <laughs> and it's yep. over yep. that happens a lot in movies <laughs> and that. I, but i always love it because it's so cheesy <laughs> i laugh every time and this one was a pole into the nose so <laughs> well whoa <laughs> <Pole> <laughs> <in the> <laughs> well, i've seen i've seen some videos on uh some sites with that 
Uh, whoops. Sorry. I didn't <laughs> Sorry, mean to wrong do it. Hole. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, Billy's a lot more, I've said that like eight times, like I said, uh, he's a lot more introspective, like I said, and well, God damn it, I said it again, <laughs> I and well-spoken, but this might be the limit of Ferrigno's acting range, because this is kind of, you get kind of a feeling in this, like if you ever watched his more recent stuff when he was in King of Queens and stuff, mm-hmm. it's a similar kind of character he plays. Well, he's as himself, like yeah, a nice yeah. guy, like, hey, yeah. it's Lou. Yeah. I know. And so, but I mean, he seems smart enough and everything. Like, he doesn't really seem like Billy anymore. So, in case you've forgotten that he is Billy with the head trauma, they do a couple of flashbacks where he's like wincing, and then they show the helicopter scene, and then they show this awful, like, it looks like ringworm on his forehead. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> supposed to oh, be that looks so horrible. Why, <laughs> why didn't he have that scar in the first one? I don't know. Why didn't he have any scar in the first one? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he gets shot in the fucking skull, and he doesn't have a scar. <laughs> You well, think they the would Hulk. have had to cut it out or something? Yeah, he he just hulked up and <laughs> spat it out. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a there's a funny line when when they're starting to train Reb and he's like, "Well, I do have a black belt," and the guy's like, "Great, use it to hold up your pants." Yeah. Oh, it's great, and it's like, <laughs> no, really, it's a black belt. And we know that he actually is trained. Yeah, but I guess not trained enough. So I don't I don't know. The fighting in neither movie is all that spectacular. Um, there's more fighting in this one. Than the other one, although the fighting is a little lazier in this one, which is why I used the slow hands uh, yeah. song. Um, Billy kicks a couple times for the most part. He just kind of swings. Um, yeah. But some of the, I don't know, the fights are not, uh, they're not, I don't know. They, they're, they're technically the guys are probably better in this one, but the fights aren't as exciting for whatever reason. No, I, I was kind of bored with the fights. I, I don't know why. I, it's, this film is kind of a mess. Yeah, um, yeah it, it is, and I mean that's what's the sad part. Like you could, I mean, there's elements like I think you said earlier. There's elements to this one that I do like more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but if only they could have fleshed those out. Like I, I, I don't know. And was it just me or like the guy who was the announcer was did wanted to be anywhere else but there? Wow, look <laughs> at that! He's really getting hurt. And and for some reason you could hear the TV announcer even during the yeah. So. <laughs> That's like any wrestling movie, and you like you don't hear them. They didn't need him at all. They, you do no. hear you do hear him. Speaking of which, uh, uh, no holds barred. Yes, They're, that's coming out on DVD soon. You do hear them at the beginning I'm, of that. With the but, I'm curious if they're going to cut out, um, uh, uh, Jesse Jesse Ventura. I don't know. I mean, it's he, a movie, so maybe not. He's been he's been cut out of of WWE, like. Well, yeah, it's, stuff. A con- it's contract disputes. Like, like certain sets, like on um, the WrestleMania, because my brother has hundreds upon hundreds of wrestling DVDs. Mm-hmm. He just buys everything, and he'll he'll show me like, look at this, and then like, well, when it's the weirdest thing, it's bizarre when he's not on something, mm-hmm. and you hear like, you know, Tony Schiavone talking, and then nobody <laughs> else. Oh. I don't know how to, but they edited pretty well because you can still hear it, the crowd and the noise. You hear the crowd, and you don't hear. It, it doesn't sound like Tony Schiavone's talking to himself. That's weird. That's what's even more bizarre. It's like so they, that means they're cutting out other stuff from that. But yeah, Ventura like wanted more money and they wouldn't give it to him. So that's why a lot of stuff, sadly. But I think because it's a movie, he was probably paid as an actor. Okay. So that's okay. how get, I, I'm guessing, but who knows? We'll, because we'll I mean, see. I think Vince owns that movie, so we'll see. Yes. I don't. I don't know how it's going to work. So God, I, I want a commentary track for that. But of <laughs> yeah. course, they won't. No, no way. Ugh. A commentary track, and I want fucking uh, Stan Hansen on there. 
right, Stan Hansen? And I want I want the, the even though the matches are awful, I want the whole lead up and yeah. the aftermath of oh. and wrestling. You know what I mean? And even when he came back as Z Gangsta in WCW, <laughs> that was worse. Oh, maybe a uh, crooked eye. There could be a there could be a a commentary with uh, the the guy from Lost. Oh, <laughs> and the director that would be the boring one and then we'll <laughs> stick uh we'll stick hogan zeus and um, stan hansen stan hansen and axe from demolition <laughs> as, as the four wrestlers wow that'd be great but yeah, sadly hogan's cool. on a good terms with him again too yeah so right. I, yeah again i don't know how maybe they must have decided on this movie before hogan before they started arguing again so yeah I think that might have honestly. I think that might have been, and I think I've said it on the show before. Uh, maybe in our first episode where we reviewed it, mm-hmm. that, that might have been what kept the DVD out like, away for so long is the fact that Vince and Hogan weren't on, exactly on the best terms for so long. So, and I know they worked on it together. Dookie, you know, like, Dookie. That's what I want. The Dookie edition. <laughs> <laughs> no old bar. The Dookie edition. <laughs> Because um, there's always that, you know, like like I, I, I always like make up additions to like, I think it was, what is that, Hall Pass movie? I'm like, oh, the Engorged Edition. Because <laughs> that's all it is, right? Isn't it like you get a free pass to fuck somebody? Oh, okay. Um, so uh, there's, some, there's some funny stuff in the fights, but then there's some shitty stuff too. Like there's this one boxer. God damn, okay. he was terrible because every time Ferrigno would hit him, he would just kind of like do this weird ragdoll thing, like bounce back into the cage, and it looks so awkward. But then there was this other dude that kind of looked like Vince McMahon that was all bloody in his face, and then he would – and that's where the scream comes in. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that's the thing. The scream is used so much, but the first time we hear the scream, it's a guy cheering. And really? it's and it's, a, it's doubled over. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that guy really either is enjoying it or he's passing – the worst gas. Oh God! So uh, and Reb Brown, like his hair gets worse because they oh, put God. like a Steven Seagal wig on him yeah, and a mustache the, and with a little mustache. goatee. It looks like a conquistador. <laughs> the so, fuck! It was so bad. And they know it's him. They're like, oh, Scott's here, by the way. And, and but Billy doesn't him? recognize him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Billy's retarded, so it's okay. <laughs> but he's not in this one. I know. Made him smart. I know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh no! Um, but yeah, the, and he screams so loud apparently that uh, that it's lo- it goes on after his mouth is even closed. The, the, yes. it, it's the whole seven <laughs> seconds of of uh, hang on, I'm going to play it again. <laughs> so he starts screaming with his mouth open, but after the, if the fight continues with his mouth closed, <laughs> and it's still going, <laughs> and it's still going, <laughs> and even when and and you know, I really think this movie. Is all stock sound effects? Yeah, there's the, I hear even the, the dialogue, the gong. From, <laughs> yeah, the gong, the gong. gong from Mortal Kombat is in there. Yeah, uh, you have the girl like that, ah, ah, <laughs> like that one scream of women. Yeah. You have the punches and kicks that they all sound the same. Yeah, whenever even the guy using that uses the the staff, whenever he yes. hits somebody in the face, it makes a punch noise. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> you're punching a, a, a slab of beef. <laughs> so, oh, um, God. <laughs> So when they finally start, when the finally, you know, just like in the last one, when the when the police and when Billy, I mean, when Scott finally get involved, it's really the similar kind of setup. And um, I kind of liked the the last bit of it because there's a fight like that takes place in the dark. It, it could have been a little, it was probably a little confusing, but it was stylish. It was it was a nice Sorry, try. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a funny. I don't want to say what it happens. Right. This is straight out of a fucking like Andy Sedaris movie or something. It's like get that son of a bitch, and that's yeah, all I'll yeah, say. Oh, 
Yeah, no. I swear to God. But he says it after the thing happens. <laughs> but I love it. It's like he's looking at nothing. But he's like, yeah, get that son of a bitch. And I, oh god, I don't. And I, I really have no idea what happened in the last five seconds of the movie. Oh, because the, the reveal. A, well, there's a reveal, but then there and before the hand, there's like this weird like hand, like yeah. around the door jam. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be somebody. But then it shows what I believed was that somebody like getting up. Well, <laughs> did it happen out of order or? I, no, it's weird. The, without saying it, but talking to you about it, I think it's the person that was supposed to be in the thing that Red Brown is saying, get that son of a bitch, never got in there. Uh, oh, oh so maybe there's going to be a cage three. Um, If it was now, ooh, yeah. <laughs> That deserves that. You know what? If I swear to God, if if Lufrigno and Red Brown, who still look good for their age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they both still look like I would watch that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> These two old guys in cage fighting, and they could bring back the uh, the other guy we talked about earlier that's on Facebook. Yeah, yeah Al Young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring him back. I uh, Geta is still acting. Bring him back. Cool. Bring. It's gonna happen. We'll fund this. Um. So yeah, and the, there's a funny. There's a funny scene where all of a sudden for some reason and this, this is my last note where uh, Ferrigno the whole movie he's essentially shirtless showing off his giant tits but then all of a sudden he's got this really giant yes. white t-shirt on <laughs> it, it looks like one of those promotional t-shirts you get from some <laughs> store but here you go uh, yeah, it's cut like a box it's fucking like triple XL <laughs> but and, and there's a reason for it because you can, yes. he, the, you can see he okay I, I don't want to yeah. I can give it away there's squibs that, underneath it yeah, that's all you. Yeah, that's all you have to say. And but you can fucking see the device <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through the T-shirt. At least give him a black T-shirt. Jesus Christ! So right. I well, I guess for the blood effect, they wanted to. Oh look, right, right. But, but okay. to be honest, they didn't look. I mean, they didn't look that fucking good. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Did you have anything else? No, I mean, I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's not much to. I mean, what is it to say? Oh, and the the Shannon Lee show I was thinking of was WMAC Masters. Oh no, from ninety five, ninety six. She was the host. It was basically just like each week, this centuries long. It was like if you took Mortal Kombat but put it in American Gladiators world. You know, it's funny. I don't know that I've ever seen anything she's been in. Like I know. Why is she known for Blade, but not listed as an actress for Blade? Was I don't she know. like? Did she do like stunts or something for it? That, then, you know, that's a that's a good question. Let's see. Self? No. She's lit, on her IMDb. It says she's known for Blade. I see that. No, you're right. I. But then it's not listed. Oh no, there it is, right in the middle. Uh, she played okay. Resident in Blade. <laughs> so like, uh, I've seen Blade, but obviously she doesn't play yeah. a big part in that. But I don't think I've seen. I've never seen Dragon the Blues, the Bruce, bro, whoa, Bruce Lee Dragon story. Bruce Lee yeah. That's an all right movie, but she yeah. plays party singer because she does a song California Dreaming. Oh, in so that. that's, that's probably why I've never. I didn't even recognize her because I, I don't know that I've ever even seen her in a movie before. So, um, but yeah, we can get into our ratings and stuff. I, I can rate it first. This, yeah. This narratively speaking, this movie's a lot messier than the first one. Um, you know, stuff like get that son of a bitch and some of the weird choices and stuff make it I like that kind of stuff. God, that that was that scene I did laugh out loud. Um Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's I, I like the first one more, I guess, but like I said, this one had some highlights. And this would be fine to again have on it up a party with dudes drinking beers. Um this is this one's like a Maybe a five point five, maybe a five point seven five for me. 
Okay, yeah. I'm I'm close to that. I'm, I'm a six with that because it is lesser, but that that one – see, the ending with, with him screaming that and then the other thing we were talking about <laughs> just made me la- – like, I again, watching it yesterday, I was just, like, crying because I was like – Yeah, that stuff, the, the sound effects, the uh, the shitty yeah. market, the like fact the that they wheeled them out on a flat, char- a flat cart. I mean, that yeah, it's weird stuff in this one that makes it funny. Yeah, the bird host that sounds like he he looks like he's um <laughs> Nicolas Cage from Deadfall. <laughs> you ever see that movie where he's just screaming the whole time? I wish he was like that. I Nicolas Cage that. should have been in Cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cage three. Um there maybe they can Billy and Scott can be training Nicolas Cage to fight in the cage. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> cage cool. cubed. All right. Uh we're going to take a break now and come back. We got a little bit of feedback. Um, Zom tried to call in, but his shit didn't work. So uh, we'll be right back and do some uh, some of that. We'll be right back again. Or we'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> but my boss is. When I come home after a hard day's work, there's nothing better than listening to outside the cinema. I like to draw a bubble bath and get in there. And Play with the bubbles, and sometimes I fart in the tub, and some of the bubbles come up, and I'll scoop a bubble up in my hand, and I'll pop it and smell my own fart. I like to smell my asshole. Coming out his asshole. Laugh <laughs> every time at that fucking promo. <laughs> yeah, coming out his asshole. <laughs> Um, so you on the are you on the Rolling Stones train or do you know you don't like them? I I like them. I like the Beatles more, but I like the Beatles I, more. But I like Rolling Stones sometimes. I like yeah. the Rolling Stones up until about seventy-five. Well, yeah, when they should have all died in a train wreck. <laughs> Been legendary. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna have to do some unplugging and replugging for the voicemails this week. I totally forgot to play a voicemail from uh, the Cinemasochist last week. Um, he's uh, recalling out. I think you know what's funny. He's not recalling out Will. Mm. I think he's given a. I think he's saying no. I wasn't. Anyway, we'll listen to it. Hang on one second. I gotta switch some cables around again. Justin's voicemail won't download, but I've discovered it will play on my phone, as what happened with Will's last week. So, all right, nice pop there for everybody. And here is the first. I, the Cinemascus Justin R. Walter, was not half-assing my performance of Here I Go Again on last week's show. You see, I was just silver and golding it, all right? I was just doing it silver and gold wood. Wood. Eh, wood. Uh, all right? I was just, I was taking, I learned it from you, Zom. I learned it from you, Dad and, and Loaf, Uncle Loaf. Uh, what else did I want to call in on? Um, good reviews. Oh, yeah, same more than Avatar. Uh, I like Avatar. I think it's a good movie. It's, it's, it was, I haven't seen it 
because I've seen it in theaters on 3D, but you know, it was good. You use 3D and all that. Well, a big, big, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's pretty damn good. I think it gets unjustly crapped on because it was a huge hit. Um, I don't like Sam Worthington. I thought he was okay in that movie, but I don't really like him. He's too dry and bland. But hey, who knows? Maybe he'll break free someday. He kind of started doing the debt when during that one scene, but eh. Um, Zoe Saldana agreed to skinny. She can look really good. She actually looked really good in Avatar. But lately, she just decided not to eat, and now she wants to be skin and bone. So, and I don't find that attractive. I like I like him thick, like Will does, like Large William. I almost sound like I said like Large William thick. Maybe I do. Mm-hmm. All that pancake. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, and oh yeah, Aaron, throw out that mustache, buddy. All right, that's right. He looks <laughs> like a Lee. badass. But even if you don't, even if it doesn't come in any more than it does, which it would, it should. But even if it doesn't, you still look like a badass. You look like if you were in Killer Elite, you could have kicked Jason Statham's ass. All right, and and, and Zom said on the, your Facebook group, the Death Rattle Facebook group, that uh, you got that Wahlberg style, that Mark Wahlberg style. Bitch, Mark Wahlberg wishes he was like you. And I don't know why I said bitch. I, was, uh, I said Mark Wahlberg, and all that. Bitches, bitch he was you. Um, Mark Wahlberg wishes he was Aaron. Right, so you keep throwing that in, and hopefully I'll, you know, if we meet up at Horror Home Weekend, it's uh, if now, I hate to say it to people, <laughs> especially with Zom, I might not be able to make it due to a new apartment and other payments, but I don't want to say be there because you know, I might be able to explain it. If not, I will make it to one of them, and if not, I can't I'll head on over to Hawaii with my buddy Aaron <laughs> someday. I can't afford it. So you guys, you guys keep up the good... Silver and gold work, not half-assed work. Silver and gold work. Now I'm gonna. Go, I'm on lunch right now at work, so I'm gonna go eat some mozzarella sticks. Goodbye. <laughs> it's mozzarella. Are they Sorry. cold, like string cheese, or are they hot with and breaded? That's what. Hopefully, I want hopefully they are, like mm. the hot ones. I fucking love cheese. Okay. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Justin. That's funny that um, he obviously didn't realize in that one that Will also called him out. <laughs> Forgive yeah. his half-assed performance. So, and um, now I'm going to change cables again. Hang on. All right, uh, we have another one, another entry, and without Zom here, I can't really say for sure. This could very well be the winner. Well, Zom will listen to it. Zom, later, so. Zom will listen to it like five times. <laughs> he, he's the number one listener of this show. Yes, Half of our downloads come from come from West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is from uh, this is from James in uh, Australia. Here we go. Maybe here we go. <laughs> It's James McDonald here from the Facebook page I thought I'd call in and give you a karaoke thing Cause I made up my mind I wasn't gonna waste no more time And not call in the silver and gold Here I go again My wife always says to me on the computer (laughs) What's all this tits and pussy and ass on your face? I 
say it's okay, baby, because that's just silver and gold in the GGTMC. <laughs> Posting up all kinds of CD shit. It's not me. <laughs> I promise, baby, it's not me. And here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. And I've made up my mind. Mm, 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 mm. I ain't wasting no more time. So I called in because Jay on the Facebook page gave me shit about not sending in some karaoke for the show. <laughs> I missed that so conversation. I got off my ass and I grabbed my shit and I went out to the shit. <laughs> and I put the link you put on Facebook, which had the fucking karaoke background music. <laughs> I put it through my amp and started singing. <laughs> Here I go again on my own. I'm going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk. Oh, I don't know if he hits the high note. Nice. (laughs) Here's the here's the hard one. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Whoa, that blew the old fucking cobwebs out. I haven't done that for a while. But uh, keep up the show, fellas. I'm really loving it. And it's, it got me through painting my extensions on the house. <laughs> oh, shut up, you wailing cunt. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it was a great help, and I love the show. I haven't called in yet, so, but, um, you know, it's always a first time. Let's do it, bitches. <laughs> Here I go again on my own. I'm going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born. Sometime next time you got a new song on the show because I fucking love karaoke, so keep it up, boys. Catch you later. <sighs> yes. I, 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 I'm not even voting, but I think he's one of the front runners. <laughs> <laughs> We've got three entries. <laughs> one that one. doesn't want the prize. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so. I think, I think uh, yes. If it, nobody else comes along, I think James is going to win. <laughs> that was pretty spectacular. 
Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, I'm going to just play Zom's thing just so you can hear how it doesn't work at all. Oh. <laughs> all right, people. Here's the deal. I thought I'd get since I'm out of this week. I think he was trying to talk while a coog's ass was like yeah. mushed in his face. I, I think I think so too. I was going to say like, that the phone was in between her cheeks. Uh, so yeah, sorry, Zom. Uh, I tried, buddy. I and, uh, guess he didn't have time to call in a second one. So I hope you're having fun. Cool, and that's it for the feedback. Um, uh, next week we are doing a. Uh, I'm going to give Zom a <laughs> welcome home gift. We're going to do some uh, nunsploitation. We are covering. Oh, I need to open up the IMDb pages. God damn it! <laughs> um, Satanico, Pandemonium. Uh, what I wanted to do with nunsploitation is um, I wanted to do a Hispanic one. I wanted to do an Italian one. I wanted to go to the uh, the, the the Catholic capitals, <laughs> if you will, and um, get some uh, get some different different kinds of uh, perspectives on that that genre there. Satanico Pandemonium from 1975. This is uh, directed. This is the uh, the Mexican entry into the genre, or a Mexican entry, excuse me. And um, we're gonna do uh, what was the other one? Killer Nun. This is an Italian one starring Anita Ekberg. This is from 1978, I believe. So, unfortunately, Anita Ekberg of an Ekberg, Ekberg of La Dolce Vita fame was already looking a little old by this point. But maybe she'll still so, show her. Big old melons, anyway. We, one can only hope. Um, so, James, thank you for helping uh, decide on uh, the theme for next <laughs> week, too. And uh, thanks for, for being on the show. I appreciate it. Anytime. It's a pleasure. Um, you can always send us feedback at 206-339-1600. Uh, Silva Gold Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. That's how James sent us his phenomenal uh, karaoke song. And... Um, uh, find us on iTunes or our website, silvaandgold.com and our Facebook group at silver, uh, sorry, facebook.com slash groups slash silver and gold. Um, I think that's about it. Thanks for everybody. Or thanks for Justin for calling in and thanks for James again. And thanks to James, my fill in co-host, different James, yeah, the, the crush of this demolition. <laughs> the crush of the demolition, exactly. <laughs> when uh, when when Zom retires like Axe, you'll have to fill in, um, <laughs> and I'll just be smashed the whole time. Or and then I'll become a golfer afterwards. I'll be uh, what was his name in the WCW with the uh, golf hat? Yeah. I don't. Uh, Repo Man is the better one. <laughs> Repo Man was definitely the better one. Uh, so, do you have anything else this week? No, that's that's about it. Cool. I'm gonna put you on the spot and make you do our uh, our outro. This is until next week, and Zom will be back. This is Loaf Oot. This is James Oot. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>